The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Geek Show Podcast, welcome to a brand new episode, our first one for the month of February, or is it? I don't know. It's for the 11th of February. People are just all caught up in the fact that I say February, uh, because that's how it's spelled and pronounced properly. Oh, hi, it's me, Carrie. Uh, we've got a good episode for you. It's called Leaks. That's the name of the episode. And if you stay till the end of the episode, you're going to hear Jimmy Martin interviewing the cast of Lego 2 the next piece, the new Lego movie uh, that uh, everyone went to see, see this weekend. Chris Pratt, uh, Elizabeth Banks, Stephanie uh, Beatriz, uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, and Will Arnett and Tiffany Haddish. Haddish? Haddish. Uh, all interviewed by uh, Jimmy. If you wait till the end of the episode. So let's uh, get to this episode. It's called Leaks. Let's begin uh, thanking our sponsors, of course. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection, open seven days a week. Your hold service is free. And with that, you get a 10% discount on your purchases of $20 or more and the previews catalog for free as well. So, 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake. Go see them. Also, Cabin Fever. Love is in the air this month at Cabin Fever, located in the heart of Trolley Square, at the corner of 500 South, 700 East. From lava lamps to rubber duckies, it's Cabin Fever, so much more than a card store. Also, uh, Chef Daniel. The Twin Sons Cafe. Uh, let's see what we got here. This is uh, happening at the end of this week. Chef Daniel doing uh, monthly themed dinners and uh, one weekend a month. And this one is on February 16th. Uh, Going to be partnering, partnering with the Chocolate Conspiracy for a chocolate-infused seven-course dinner. Details are available on the Facebook for Twin Sons S-U-N-S. And uh, tickets can be purchased through Eventbrite. Sounds delicious. Haster Games. Open... Uh, they're open late so that you can stay and play. They, they're open seven days a week, week, so go see them. Not only does Haster carry the best selection of all the latest board games and Magic products, they will buy your pre-owned board games and Magic products, too. They're at 6831 South State. Remember, Haster has it. And Booze Teak, of course, 315 East Broadway in Salt Lake. Free parking. Open uh, 11 to 7. Well, 11-ish to 7. It, it's, when a, it's when Ivy feels like opening up. <laughs> You're going to love the Geek Barware. You can get Star Wars and Star Trek uh, drink can cozies and uh, Funko Pops as well. Uh, be sure to uh, say Geek Show says hey, and you'll get 15, 1-5% off uh, when you go see Ivy at Booze Teak. All right, let's get to it. Name of the episode is Leaks. It's star-studded and action-packed. Please to enjoy. Geek Show, Geek Show, Geek Show! Welcome back to the basement. Woo! Yeah! All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, have the letters jingle. I'm ready. Ready. Wait, as long, as, long as my phone will open. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. Because I do, I do have a letter. Okay. I just wanted to give you a heads Thank up. Thank you. I appreciate that. We'll get to that. Yeah. Shannon was the first to speak on this episode. Shannon Barnes and everybody. Hey, big see, shooter. See, they've all figured out that I introduced them as, <laughs> oh, well, as they shit. go. And so. Ah, yeah. oh, it's great to be here. Um. Hey, what are you doing Wednesday night, man? Me? Sit, all y'all, everybody listen, sitting in your fucking cubicle, Karen. 
What are you doing just on Wednesday night? Just sitting there like a fucking jerk watching TV? Yeah, God probably. damn it, Karen. Uh, change your fucking life. I'm doing my best. No, get down to the lucky 13, <laughs> man. Yuck it up. Answer some fucking questions. Eat a burger. Have some drinks. Enjoy yourself <laughs> at my pub quiz. Thank you. 8.30, man. 8. Get there at 8. Get there at 8? Yeah. 7.30. Get there at 7.30. Get there at noon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just stay the I day. I mean, if you really want to secure they've stopped, a spot. They're not, they're not okay. doing those weird hamburgers anymore. They're not? Really? Oh, yeah. they stopped oh. the meat of the week? Why? Or whatever. Uh, the wild game, went, I don't know, because maybe people were like, I don't want to eat a fucking kangaroo. Man. They're out of beef owl. That pussycat burger was pretty good. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> so you made two jokes there. Yeah. Two jokes. Great. Yeah, I'm done. All right. Uh, he likes that pussycat burger. He's Jimmy Martin. <laughs> hey! Uh, stay to the end of the episode because you'll get uh, interviews with the cast of Cold Pursuit. And Lego Movie too. Oh, Ooh, double shot! Yeah, I think you. I think people have heard of some of the people in these movies. Chris Pratt. Yeah. Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt. Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Mm. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. I gotta say no. though, I watched the Stephanie Beatrice interview you did, and it super threw me off because all I know her as is. Uh, the girl on Brooklyn Nine Nine, yeah, and seeing her as her normal self, I'm just like, she what is going is on? Adorable. Now, yeah, she, for real. Is she the the tough cop? Yeah, the, uh, Lo- Lopez or whatever I, it is. I can't remember her name. That wears the tightest pants I've ever seen in my yeah. life. I heard she is just a gigantic fucking nerd as well. She, she, she seemed like yeah. it. Yeah, she she for that part, she memorized the the police call ten codes. Oh wow! And they quizzed her. <laughs> On a show I what? watched, and they quizzed her, and she knew all of them. Huh. And the rest of the cast did not. What, you she guys plays Rosa Diaz. Rosa Diaz. Yeah. Yeah. You guys don't know all those codes? The New York-specific ones? Yeah. Yeah, give me one. I'll, I'll tell you. Oh, I don't know any of them. Lee knows. Uh, I got that one, too. He's broke most of them. <laughs> <laughs> but not in New York, hey. so I'm safe. Nah, she's great. Well, I love her. He's like, ah, you guys uh, coming here to get me for the 10-9? Wasn't me, coppers. Wasn't me, coppers. <laughs> meh, see? Meh. It wasn't him coppers. It wasn't him coppers? Okay. When did you interview her? Uh, when was that for? Like a week ago. Oh. For Lego? Yeah. Oh, for Lego. She's yeah. in that too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I like her. All right. Uh, Jimmy Martin, everybody. Hi. You can watch my KSL. You can uh, listen to me on here, Meteor Show, and Bring Me and Slug. Whatever. <laughs> Big movie mouth off channel on YouTube. <laughs> All right. Okay. That's my attitude right now. I'm sorry. Lee George Kane, everybody. Hi. Hi. I don't have a YouTube channel. No. I tried, but I just, you know, after after my mom subscribed, I was yeah. like, well, there's my one viewer. Ah, I'd quit too. Yeah. Well, she's a nice lady. I can just call her on the phone. I don't need to paint miniatures <laughs> talk about stuff. So. I'm uh, applying the second coat now, mother. Yes. That's nice, dear. <laughs> uh, that's not how my mom talks. Do it faster! I'd be like, Jesus Christ, asshole, can't you paint faster? Oh, wow. And my, my, I mean, she's very supportive. Second she's coat? Supportive. You supportive. should be on the fourth by now. Yeah. Well, she's a better painter than I am, too. So that's just <laughs> the life that I live. Um, you can uh, go to uh, bleedingcool.com. Thank you so much for all of your support. I've been, uh, in, in the three months that I've been writing for the site, I've gone from just writing a little bit about some of the tabletop games. Now I'm covering, uh, geez, comic books, uh, a little bit, a little bit of movies, uh, a lot of television, 
and it's been a pretty wild ride because now I have to like not just unashamedly love something like Gotham. I have to actually figure out how I can justify it and, <laughs> and write about it. Um, and really, it's not just a, I love what I love. Yeah, it's kind of a I love what I love, but maybe it has problems. So uh, that that part's been really cool. Also, have been uh, painter at large at Shiv Games for the last couple of months, and uh, that's been pretty awesome too. I mean. You know, they always say that uh, if you if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. I'm working really hard. I heard that on a every show. Every day of my life. But- yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, oh, he's the uh, designated driver and producer of the program, Quad T. Hey. Too Tall Tony. Yep. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Check me out on Twitter at Quad T Tony or uh, every week here on The Geek Show or every other week on The Gadget Spot. Uh, Jay is not here. Uh, he's out uh, slinging jokes for folks. Uh, he has gigs coming up, uh, let's see, the 15th of this month in New Brunswick, uh, Niagara Falls on the 16th, Miami, Florida on the 25th, West Palm Beach on the 26th, Naples 28th, visiting Jimmy's grandma <laughs> uh, on the uh, 6th of next month in Albany, New York, uh, Rochester, 7th through the 9th, uh, Columbus, Ohio on the 12th and 13th. And Dayton on the 14th, and then uh, he goes to uh, California later in the month. You, you get to all of the uh, uh, dates and all of that at tour.drybarcomedy.com for dates and tickets uh, to see Jay Whitaker out on the Dry Bar Comedy Tour. I think he's trying to give Jimmy a run for his money on traveling this year. That's right. Yeah, I got him beat. <laughs> you know, you were so good at that. It's almost like you're the host of the program, Carrie Jackson. Oh! oh. Yeah, what? You. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10, x96.com. Hey, how about that Super Bowl? Who would have thought a football team would win? Oh, it's great. Oh. I, it's, that's what that, I pre- but that's what that I football team? I'm not sure. Like, oh. that football team won. And how about uh, all those commercials? Whoa. Whoa. They were great. Some were funny, but some were touching. And hey. A couple of them were challenging. I like Sweet how. nipple slip? <laughs> Thanks, Justin Bieber. Who's <laughs> <laughs> the lead singer of uh, that five, shitty Adam band? Levine. Everybody's so pissed off about that, huh? We don't know. They were great. I don't care. Don't they know. were great. <laughs> we were. I love that they did the whole, uh, you know, the whole all the songs from uh, Joseph that, and the Technicolor uh, Dreamcoat. I was funny. also really surprised to see Smash Mouth show up. Oh, weird, like, no, nobody expected it's, Smash it's Mouth. Not Smash and Mouth. you know what it's, you noticed? It's the cover band called Smush Mouth. Smush Mouth. <laughs> You notice Guy mouth. Fieri was nowhere to be seen. I'm just nope, right. Nope. Never in the saying, same room. Just saying. The same guy. <laughs> uh, and and the other, and that guy from the Insane Clown Posse wasn't there either. I'm just saying. Nope. He, was just saying. Chick, he was working at Chick Fil A. Uh, Is it the Chick Fil A? He's actually at the weird, uh, the the weird agnostic version of Chick Fil A. 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 Not yeah. affiliated with Chick Fil A. Yeah, Chick Fil A. Not affiliated. <laughs> hey, Carrie, did you guys use that uh, boner of the day? I sent you. The, uh, I can't the, remember. The, the, uh, Ask me later. I'll uh, I'll figure it out. Okay. Uh, we have a letter. Oh. Uh, uh, Sometimes we get letters and then we answer them. God, the pitch is just wrong. Fuck off. It's great. It's the greatest fucking song of all time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This one from Bruce. It's better than your song. From Batman? Sure. Uh, Hey, Geek Show. You want to hear my song? Uh, Hey, Geek Show. I'm listening to your show, and you're talking about Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. And I thought of something interesting that happened after my family saw it together. So we don't have a diverse family. We live in Utah. We're white. We're white. Uh, I, know how, I know how that goes. Yeah. 
you know, to to whenever I hear a white supremacist worried about the white race, mm-hmm. uh, you know, dwindling, so I just say, come on over, go to the city of Sandy and come on over. You're okay. Go to a fucking Leatherbees, you yeah. fucking hump. You're fine. Oh, now I want ice cream. Uh, Me too. Let's, see. Let's I, go. <laughs> and I asked uh, my kids who their favorite Spider-Man character was after the show. Uh, my daughter, who's 12, loved Spider-Gwen, Gwen mm-hmm. Stacy, mm-hmm. uh, even though she couldn't remember her name. We had a laugh about that. She loves badass women. My five-year-old uh, son, who's in speech therapy, replied with a smile and said, Miles. Perfectly, without prompting. Nice. My thought is this. Even though my five-year-old son isn't around different races regularly, he's never, been a- he's never asked why someone's skin is a different color. And his favorite Spider-Man is now Miles Morales. Uh, I've always believed racism is something kids learn, mm-hmm. and it isn't natural. Uh, but to see it so purely expressed through my son via Spider-Man was awesome. I'd like to thank all of you for teaching me about representation and why it matters so much, and giving me the ability to see something awesome when it plays out in my own life. Thank you, Bruce. There you go. Um, Thanks, Bruce. Every little kid that I've asked, that because they all come up and talk to me about every superhero movie, mm-hmm. every uh, boy, anyway, that I've asked, who was your favorite Spider-Man, 90% of them say Miles. Mm-hmm. And then the other 10% say Spider-Ham. Spider-Ham. <laughs> yeah. And those are the fucking weirdos. <laughs> uh, and then somebody asked me, he says, uh, now, are, were, were a lot of those characters made up for the movie? No, none of, none them. of them. Not one. They, they all have their roots in the comic books. Spider-Ham had his own series. Yeah, he came in around 80s. in the 80s, yeah. right? Yeah. I remember him at the 7-Eleven I worked at yeah, back when I was a... 7-Eleven employee. <laughs> He's been around. Uh, let's see. All right. Let's start with the big story. The big story. This is the one that I know everyone is going to be talking about uh, for this whole week. Is this it, is a scoop that we got. This is, is it uh, Pete Davidson's new girlfriend? Nope. It's I'm big, so it's, excited for Pixels 2. It's bigger than <laughs> oh, that. Oh, fuck off. It's <laughs> bigger than anything. What bigger is it? Than, I can't wait. Green Lantern movie? No, I'm sorry. Dang it. Not quite that big. <laughs> Detective Pikachu. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Detective Frankenstein. I got everybody's attention, didn't I? Yeah. I'm so excited for that movie. A film about a talking Pikachu voiced by Ryan Reynolds teaming up with a young man uh, played by Justice Smith on a quest to find his missing father comes out on May 10th. Yes. Okay. A couple of months out still. But Legendary Entertainment is so confident in the prospects of Detective Pikachu this is such a weird show. Like, I, a, how this was even pitched and thought up? But anyway, a sequel is already in development. Master oh. Detective wow. Pikachu, uh, Doctor sequ- Pikachu. Sequel is officially underway. Uh, they got a scriptwriter. Uh, it's it, it's moving forward. They think you need more Detective Pikachu. This is the only Pokemon thing I've given a shit about. Uh-huh. Well, except for uh, when my kid was young and I got all those. Uh, Pokeballs from Burger King. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just except excited. for the Burger King toys. This is the one I care about. <laughs> I was just excited about Psyduck. Like, just oh, I love give, Psyduck. Give me, give me all the Psyduck. Oh, Psyduck, Psyduck, and his big old Psyduck, fucking Psyduck, leak. Psyduck, 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 There's a ringtone for you. <laughs> uh, y- y- you're all wrong because the greatest Pokemon is Squirtle. Right. Squirtle is no, amazing. You are fuck- no, you, sir, Squirtle. are wrong. It is Psyduck. Squirtle. 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 You know, Squirtle's fight. Fuck that. Squirtle's fight. Pretty fight. fucking amazing. Fight. 
Squirtle. I, I also like all Psyduck of... Psyduck will kill him with his fucking leak. I like all the Eevees. <laughs> the Eevees are amazing. I just... I like Pokemon. Psyduck. Squirtle. Um, <laughs> I think the only way we're going to actually resolve Psyduck, this... last word. ...is if we uh, get some uh, some switches sent to us by Nintendo. Let, yeah, you know what? Let me hit you with a fucking leak real hard. <laughs> see how you like that. How you like that, man? I can honestly say I've you been hit with a leak. just got fucking Psyduck. What is what is Squirtle? Of course you got hit by a leak, you Squirtles. vegan weirdo. He's like a turtle. Yeah, what with is water it? powers? He has water powers. Yeah. Yes, he does. You well, laugh. I'm going to outlive all you fuckers. Well, Squirtle actually good. Squirtle actually <laughs> exactly. would leak on you because he has water powers. No, shut up. Boom. No, that was good. He so. could give you a nice bath. Squirtle hitting each other with leaks. That's just vegan foreplay, isn't it? Well, it depends on how you do it, buddy. <laughs> Yep. Leeks, the sexiest I mean, of you, onions. If you lay that leek down on a bed of kale. Fucked her on a bed of kale and I slapped her around with my leek. Dude. <laughs> always gentler than that. <laughs> what, are we doing? what are we doing? It's a loving. <laughs> it's just, hey. She massaged my back with a bed of rutabaga. And <laughs> <laughs> she's... Ducker leak in me. <laughs> he always gets so aggressive with his foreplay. I know, right? Weird, man. <laughs> Squirtle. Anyway, <laughs> uh, you got to keep your CBS, your CBS All Access. I can't just cancel app. it after no. uh, season two? Because you got your season two of the Star Trek Discovery, right yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Then Twilight Zone starts. Yep. Okay. Oh, boy. And then... And then... And then you're getting <laughs> they get the Picard. Yeah, the Picard show's coming. Uh, and it's being they, worked on right now. And I, I actually <laughs> was surprised the little the little shorts they did prior to the new season of Discovery. Yeah, I'd like, say half of them were actually pretty cool. Like Fifteen minutes long. Yeah, yeah maybe ten. Yeah, yeah. But they did the 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 mud one was funnier than shit. I want um, more. Uh, that's my Harry Mud now. Right. And Rain Wilson, I thought, was a bad idea to be Harry Mudd, but it turns out he well, was the best in your idea. Heart, he's, not, he's not playing Rain Wilson in it? No. In your heart, it was always going to be Senior Noggles. Exactly. So, yes. Right. I, I get that. But there's one bit that takes place a thousand years in the future that was actually some of the best Trek I've ever seen. Literally, some of the best Trek I've ever seen. It's this dude that gets brought onto Discovery that has been in standby mode since the crew disappeared, and she's self-aware. The ship is self-aware. And it's a love story between this wandering nomad and the Discovery. And at one point, they actually uh, recreate a scene from uh, a Fred Astaire movie. I think it's it's like it's completely it's Funny Face. They redo Funny Face. Wow! On the bridge of the ship, and that's just one of the shorts that they had. It's one of the shorts before and season yeah. two. And it's like the ship is completely self aware and sentient. And uh, does he stick her leak his leak in her <laughs> USB port? <laughs> no. Well, here's. I'm gonna have to. I was was gonna do it. I'm gonna have to live with this shit forever now. (laughs) Well, here's more for the CBS All Access app. This is what bugs me: is that it's like they're putting all their good shit on this, and and they're not. You've got a channel. You've got a. You've got a network. That's, and you're not putting your good shit. It's there. all full of fucking for uh, NCIS and sitcoms. But I, exactly. but I think I think that Discovery is better for it because oh, yeah. it's yeah. the first Star Trek to say fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it, yeah. and it worked. And yeah. Uh, but here you go. Uh, Stephen King's The Stand ordered to series at CBS All Access. Oh, weird. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, ten, epi- ten episode order. That's the other thing. Like, Discovery's 12 million an episode. So it's not like oh. they're just skimping on these shows. No, it's a, they're spending a crazy amount of money on this yeah. stuff. 
Uh, and uh, the guy who is doing this um, is a guy named uh, Josh Boone. Uh, he was previously attached to write a feature film based on the novel, uh, but they decided, no, this is... Nah. Well, the stand should always... Have, yeah. it, it, it needs to be a series. Here's how you it's know... It's way too long to be yeah. a movie. Here's how you know he's a fan. Here's his statement. I read The Stand under my bed when I was 12, and my Baptist parents burned it in our fireplace upon discovery. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he can make the movie then, or the TV show. Incensed, I stole my dad's FedEx account number and mailed Stephen King a letter professing my love for his work. (laughs) Several weeks later, I came home and found a box had arrived from Maine. Inside were several books, each inscribed with a beautiful note from God himself. (laughs) Who encouraged, Holy shit. who encouraged me in my writing and thanked me for being a fan. My parents, genuinely moved by King's kindness and generosity, lifted the ban on his books that very day. Wow. Oh, wow. That's I, awesome. I wrote King a cameo as himself in my first film and have been working to bring the stand to the screen for five years. He is the only person that should be doing this. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Wow. <laughs> sure. This is like that's like one of the coolest stories I've ever heard. As long as Molly Ringwald gets to reprise her role. No. Well, I wasn't going to bring that up, but uh, for those of you who don't remember, uh, the stand was adapted for television on ABC. It was ninety four. Yeah, ninety four exactly. Yeah. Eight hour miniseries. Gary Sinise, mm-hmm. Molly Ringwald, and Rob Lowe. So, yeah. So you want to hear my experience and, uh, with and, the and, stand? Uh, what's his fuck from that? The Fox assistant show. coach from Coach. Uh, no, the the Fox show. Um, Whatever can't lose. Oh, oh uh, Parker Lewis. Parker Lewis can't, Parker Lewis can't lose. lose. Yeah. He was in it. Corky. Yeah, he was. So, Corky Lewinberg or whatever his fucking name So my, my experience with The Stand is uh, I used to work at Hollywood Video way back when they still existed. Yeah. And uh, I picked up this. Because when you worked there, you got free rentals. So I was like, yeah. oh, I, I want to watch The Stand. I have some Stephen King books I liked. And I hadn't read The Stand yet. Mm-hmm. So I, I bring the DVD set home and I pop it in and I'm, li- I'm watching. And it starts off like right in the middle of stuff going on and i'm just like oh maybe this is one that just throws you right in and you got to pick up the pieces as you go and i watch it and and i get through the first two uh the first disc which had all four hours on it it was a dvd (laughs) and uh, i was like cool where's this going time for disc two and i popped disc what i thought was disc two in and then the, the opening credits start and I'd watched the discs out of you order. You watched them backwards. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like, oh, so that show come had, on. Uh, that, that, that series had Matt Fuhrer as the trash can man. That's true. It yeah. had Joe Bob Briggs as a sheriff's deputy, which was shot on a back road by Cypress High School in Magna, Utah. Wow. The first person that was found of Captain Tripp's disease was shot in an apartment right across the street from the house we lived in on 5th East. What? You remember when you lived in the basement? I lived on the top floor. Yeah. Right across the street, there was a house, and that house had one of the interior shots from the Stand TV series shot in it. They had a they had a town that was coming back together. It was actually shot at our Union Pacific Station downtown. Like they shot the entire miniseries here in Salt Lake City and its surroundings. So, but yeah, Joe Bob, your hero was. Well, have you seen that Joe Bob has a show? He's got a new show on Shutter. Yeah, he's so old. Well, what what is he doing? Is it is it just showing? It's Showing the bad, Joe Bob Briggs show, just showing bad movies, yeah. and then he comes out and says, "Yeah, the, the problem with this is too much plot <laughs> too getting in the way of mu- the story." <laughs> yeah. much, remember, like I, I used to love it when you played uh, his. Uh, yeah, he'd he'd send show. us he'd send us a little like ninety second. Yep. Three beheadings. Yeah. <laughs> where, where he reviewed movies for you. You got Sick gun foo, chainsaw foo, lawn, lawn, lawn mower foo, <laughs> shop vice foo. 
Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, so so there's uh, that's yeah. that's a reason to keep your. I'll give that a shot. Please tell me that you didn't go and watch the first half of the stand. That you just went. That's good enough. Yep, I did. You did mostly. Doesn't it, now it was a long time ago, but doesn't the doesn't that series? I mean, is it going to be a spoiler if I say what happens at the end? I think that with a book that old, you uh, think it's yeah. okay. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. Doesn't it end with a nuke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember it ended with a nuke. I was like, "Holy cow! Where are they going with this? How do you, which, go, from, how do you go from here?" Which gives it um, the distinction of being one of the few Stephen King stories I, with an ending. Yeah, right. <laughs> I would like also to highly Point. suggest if you like the stand, go pick up um, the the trade of that awesome Marvel oh, series that they, they did. Uh, they yeah. did an adaptation. It was yep. so fucking. It was like better than 20, the ABC miniseries. I think it was yeah. twenty four uh, issues or something like that. Be, yeah. And it was like it was like fully painted and. It was fucking fantastic. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Did you ever I, read it? I did not. Yeah. I think oh. there's actually the more good comic adaptations of Stephen King properties than there are movies because well, the Dark Tower series. That's, that, that's what uh, I heard. Was it Jay or Jim Lee that did the Jay Dark Lee. Tower? It was, it was Jay, Jay Lee. Lee. Just fucking phenomenal and magical. Like it looked great. So, but I also think the Dark Tower as a movie was not a good idea. It should yeah. have been a series. It definitely needs to be a series. It's seven, yeah. seven, seven Stephen King length books right. long. Well, the plan That's eighteen seasons. Yeah. What happened to that TV series? I don't know. The plan was a, a movie, a TV series, and then another movie, and I, it was all to be connected. I oh. think the rights have reverted back to whoever's holding the TV rights. Probably. So. I was going to say nobody went to saw the movie. Nobody saw the movie. Yeah. Well, it's happened. a hard sell. Which from, nobody went to saw the movie. Yeah. God damn it! But and, if, and, oh, if I you, went to saw the movie. I. You went I to love, Saw the movie? I love all the Saw movies. We've talked <laughs> about saw that. Saw the movie. <laughs> You're fucking better than that, Kerry Jackson. <laughs> no, no, he's just, just what he needs to be. A Saw lover. Squirtle. All right. Ah! After these messages, <laughs> we'll right, right back. Booze Teak can step up your gift-giving game. You'll love the geek barware. Get Star Wars or Star Trek drink can cozies. Han and Leah teacups that say, I love you. I know, and more. Plus Funko Pops, including Ivy's favorite, Death from the Sandman comic, and Funko Bob Ross as Deadpool, and even more geekware. Don't forget accessories for wine and cocktails to entertain and celebrate. Gift cards are available as well. Located at 315 East Broadway, they got free parking at Booze Teak. Get 15% off when you say, Geek Show says hey. If you love to play games, especially board games like Dungeons & Dragons, Magic the Gathering, or Pokemon, you'll love Haster Games. Not only does Haster carry the best selection of all the latest board games and Magic products, they buy pre-owned board games and Magic products, too. Haster Games is located at 6831 South State in Salt Lake. They're open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Saturday and noon to 5 p.m. on Sundays. It's a great place to stay and play. This is not your everyday cafe. And this is just one indication. F***ing delicious Twin Sons Cafe is. Go eat there, you should. Mexican-influenced Americana cuisine, daily specials, and they're still rocking home delivery, along with a full-service catering. Find comfort food in a cafe inspired by a galaxy far, far away. That's Twin Sons Cafe in Sugar House, 2305 South Highland Drive, just across from the liquor store. Open from 8 to 3 p.m. daily, except Tuesdays. Get details online at twinsonscafeslc.com. Hugs are free. Twin Sons, not your everyday cafe. Out of this f***ing world, it's food is. Love is in the air this month at Cabin Fever, located at the heart of Trolley Square on the corner of 500 South and 700 East. From lava lamps to rubber duckies, it's Cabin Fever so much more than a Valentine's card store. 
Another year come and gone, and another opportunity to celebrate all kinds of love in February. From your bows to your bros, from your mows to your foes and your hoes, nothing sets the mood and says, I lava you like an original lava lamp from Cabin Fever. No need to hide your assets. How about donning a candy bra and panties to surprise the loved ones in your life? Cabin Fever houses books, tin signs, cards, puzzles, and of course, Valentine's cards for everyone in your life. They've got it all, whether it's the gift, the wrapping paper, the pen, or the card. It's Cabin Fever, located in the heart of Trolley Square. At the corner of 500 South and 700 East, Cabin Fever is so much more than a Valentine's Day card store. Broken news. Welcome to it. Oh, boy. Name of the episode is Leaks. Uh, We'll get back to it here in just a few moments. But uh, joining me for Broken News, uh, hi, Shannon. Hey. Hey, it's Jimmy Martin. Hello. And if you stay till the end of the episode... Jimmy interviewed, well, well, we'll talk about it coming up. Yeah. Big celebrities coming up at the end of the episode. Also joining us, Eggfu. Hello again. All right. Follow um, me on Twitter. Yes. E-G-G-F-O-U. Funny. You, you can find out how I fail with a French press. <laughs> <laughs> You're not we, doing so good with that? We need nah. to talk We need to talk. It's about like goopy that. mud. I need to adjust my grind. Because that, <laughs> don't we all? That's exactly, I was just going to tell you. Yeah. I, you know, I knew I was going to see you. I'm like, here's your problem. It can be the best cup of coffee you've ever had if you do the French press, but it's it. You got to figure it out. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, this from uh, Travis the Pieman. Hi, Travis. He wanted to let you know about a special he's running for the month of February. Uh oh. He says it's Spread the Geek Show Love Month at the Pieman Graphics Web Store on Etsy. Uh, he says I want the listeners to share their love of Geek Show with uh, their special someones. So if someone buys any of the Geek Show stickers during the month of February, they'll get another for free. Oh, So there you go. It's a BOGO. Uh, this includes the Geek Show logo, Geek Show Says Hey sticker, the Eat More Ham sticker, and the infamous Cock Shark. Say, cock, shark. cock Shark. Cock Shark is there, <laughs> yes. So, uh, cock Shark for my Valentine. So it's, uh, it's BOGO on Geek Show stickers. And if your total order of Geek Show stickers or any other geeky stickers from the store is more than $10... Uh, you'll get free basic domestic shipping. All right. Ooh. So there you go. I got his stickers on my car. So just uh, yeah, search. Two of mine. Yeah. Search Pie Man Graphics on Etsy, and then search for the Geek Show stickers in the store. Nice. Thanks, you, Travis. Nice. They're very nice stickers. All right. Uh, let's see. We'll uh, we'll close things out with the Super Bowl ads because uh, it's been a while. Egg, Egg wants to talk about them, though. Uh, but speaking of uh, Disney, they had their... Uh, uh, phone call uh, to the uh, to the to the holders to the shareholders. shareholders yeah. They do this quarterly, yeah. quarterly, and uh, that is public information mm-hmm. that is available. So we did learn a couple of things. Yeah. Nothing really major yeah. uh, came out of it, uh, other than if you're working for uh, Fox uh, Century Twenty One, you uh, uh, might be looking for work soon. Um, oh wow. <laughs> That's the stories that's going around. But here's some of the a couple of the things that I did get from the from the phone call. CEO of Disney, Bob Iger, assured investors that Disney plans on keeping Deadpool rated R. So there you go. That was the important thing. <laughs> you know, the prices of the stock, all that stuff, not important. We're keeping Deadpool rated R. 
That's an important fiscal question. In, it, in, it is indeed, actually, yes. because apparently that uh, PG-13 version of Deadpool 2 was not only to indulge a celebrity who wanted to do it, mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds, but kind of an experiment on their part. They wanted to see what, well, will people... Well, turns out, no. 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 <laughs> Turns out it didn't do as much as they wanted it to do. Uh, he says, we're going to continue in that business. There's a certain popularity for movies that are like that. Uh, he explained that we, we just have to differentiate between R-rated Marvel and then the family-friendly fare. Uh, so they'll be carefully branding these R-rated films so we're not in any way confusing the consumer. It's called fucking Marvel. Yeah. Uh, Marvel Knights. He says, those won't have... Disney at the beginning of them. You will see that. <laughs> it's fucking Disney. <laughs> so yeah, I don't I don't know what they have planned for that, but slap the Marvel Knights see, logo on it. You can Could do be, anything yeah. you want, but you can still have parents that like brought their kids to South Park. Yeah. Okay. And you're gonna, you're still gonna have parents losing no, their minds. I, I know a lot of kids that have seen both the dimples. Sure. Yeah. So all right. And then the other thing that we learned about uh on this phone call that I thought was interesting is that uh Captain Marvel will not be on Netflix. Nope. The movie. That's really? going straight to Disney Plus. Oh. He says we, you know, we had contracts that led up to all these other things that are going on to uh, to Netflix, but the, we have at this point now with these new properties, yeah. starting with Captain Marvel, they won't be going to Netflix. So nope. like you can see, you know, Avengers Infinity War right now on Netflix, but you, you won't be seeing from here on out. Huh. Well, I, well, and you'll get Endgame on Netflix as yeah. well, apparently. But uh, I guess. Uh, but uh, Cat Marvel will be the first Marvel film exclusively available to watch on Disney Plus after its initial release in theaters on March 8th. My God, that's close. That's next month. Oh, we already saw the toys in Target today. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, he says, uh, decisions like this are the key to the future of Disney's growth. It's almost the equivalent of deploying capital to build out our theme parks. This is a bet on the future of this business. Uh, while the news isn't quite surprising as the sudden cancellation of most of the Netflix MCU shows, uh, we knew Disney would start to consolidate eventually. It does reflect just how serious they are about Disney+. Plus. This is this is life or death for them. They, they're going to make it work. Huh. More, more likely, they have to make it work. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to buy it to watch like the Star Wars shows and stuff. Well, yeah, all the new Star Wars shows that are coming out. God damn it. Why don't geeks unite and just get all like just one account and share their passwords? Sh- everyone share it <laughs> globally. Like there's just one guy that's got it. <laughs> Man, this- and we all send him like a quarter. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I don't mind paying you guys, but you know, you could throw into the to the kitty a little, you know? It's so funny. Can you imagine? <laughs> um, we thought this would work. And I want you to go to uh, marvel.com slash Captain Marvel. Oh, and, that's great. And see the Captain Marvel official website. Because the movie is a period piece. It looks like 90s. The website is also that's awesome. a that's period great. piece. It looks like a GeoCities fan site, basically. Oh, that's it's, awesome. It's got that, you know. Here's one of the things I love about that. Some of the HTML tags that were used to do those things have been retired. They don't work anymore. Oh, yeah? So they had to fake it for that website. <laughs> see, and, I, and see, and I, I didn't know that. I thought yeah. that it was just, well, that tech's still out there, sure. No, they retired some of that stuff. They're like, that's bad. We're getting rid of it. What do you want to bet the same team that did Ant-Man? Could be. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's. I went on there and, and played the, uh, you know, is is this person a scroll or not game? And you have ten mm-hmm. chances. I got six out of ten. Ooh. I was pretty proud of myself. But, uh, yeah, and there's a guest book. The guest book's full, at least when I was there. 
So I guess they're sticking with that ancient tech that you can't there's, have. There's like the ticker for the number of visitors. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, it's just hilarious. You need to go and look at it. So it's cap. It's marvel.com slash Captain Marvel. Uh, but uh, wow, it was it was a lot of fun. So go take a look at that. It's you know it's a nice little throwback because you'll go and you go. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Or you'll be so young you'll go. What is this like stone knives and bearskins? What is this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of Avengers Endgame, there was a recent interview with Joe Russo. He revealed they've been doing test audiences for Endgame. And they said length, we're at the three-hour mark still. Yeah, I read this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he says it's testing great at the three-hour mark. That's crazy. And here's what he said. Uh, I think the studio's down with what the best story is. Right now we think the movie is playing well. And we've had great response from our test audiences. We're feeling very good about it. Uh, we're still doing work to it. We're not done with it. Uh, again, you have to keep in mind, this is the culmination film of 22 movies. Uh, that's a lot of storytelling to work into. Cool. Uh, emotion is an intrinsic part of that to us. When you have to tell a really complicated story and you want strong emotional moments with the characters, which we all want, of course... Uh, it just requires a certain amount of real estate. This one in particular feels like three hours worth of real estate. I don't... I've told this story to several people, and I've yet to hear any complaints. I've not heard anyone say, oh, that's too long. I've, I read that they're thinking about doing an intermission. I, we, yeah, we were talking wow. about that earlier. Modern audiences don't know how an inter- intermission works. Yeah. No, they don't. I was a projectionist we, this 20 years ago. We had gone with the wind. People got up and left, so we had to send an usher in. Say, like, there's an intermission. Yeah. (laughs) This is the thing where you stay in your seat, or you go get popcorn and come back. Or take a piss. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Last movie I saw with an intermission, and it was the re-release of 2001. Hmm. And Mm -hmm. it was uh, the University Mall in Provo. (laughs) I want to say say they rumored that Infinity War was going to have one. There was a rumor um, that they were going to do that. It's not necessary. I I think the last one I saw with a... Intermission was uh, Monty Python on the Holy Grail. <laughs> intermission for that? Remember there's that fake goes, intermission? Oh, the <laughs> fake intermission. Yeah. yeah. yeah but. It used to be required because that long a film wouldn't fit. Mm. That's right. The old yeah. tech. Uh-huh. Ah. It's all digital. Now. Okay. Well, the other thing that I've heard that sucks about long movies like that, especially like superhero movies where a lot of kids are going to go to it, is our kid, that kids piss in the seats because mm. they can't hold it that long. And the parents you know, either don't pay attention or they don't want to leave. Right. <laughs> And so, like, people who work at the theaters are like, it sucks. Okay, here's why. They just hand you an Infinity War, di- Infinity War diaper as you walk in. It's an in-game diaper. Oh, sorry. Here's why. <laughs> for your end. Um, <laughs> here's why I predict that there will not be an intermission. Because turnover. Yeah. Got to have that turnover. Yeah. Got to mm-hmm. make that money. Got to keep that going. And if you stop, even for 15 minutes, that's one less showing a day that you can fit in. Yeah, that's true. So that's that's just me. I don't know for sure. We'll we'll find out what we find. Times out. nine thousand screens. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Now we talked about uh, uh, Black Panther returning for a free week of screenings at AMC theaters. We talked about that last month for Black History Month uh, and the Best Picture uh, nomination. Uh, Marvel Entertainment has announced another promotional push for the franchise for Black History Month: free digital comic bundle uh, featuring Black Panther. <laughs> Uh, starting uh, now, Monday, as you hear this episode. Are they going to do it in Virginia, too? 
<laughs> Maybe not. not. Is there a way to? You know, I don't know. Like you're the tech guy. Can we just have a whole state? Yeah. Not. It, it is in theory possible. It's just not super accurate. Okay. All right. Um, you know, those guys are just they got confused. Yeah, a little bit. They said yeah. we wanted uh, more black faces in politics. They we just should have been more specific. Yeah. <laughs> so as of uh, two eleven nineteen. Um, you're going to get a week's worth of uh, Black Panther comics uh, starting uh, Monday. They're making uh, five issues. 2005's Black Panther number one, Reginald Hudlin and John Romita Jr. Great. Ooh. So good. Good run. Very good run. 2016's Black Panther World of Wakanda by Tanisi Coates, Roxanne uh, Gay, and uh, Yona Harvey. Uh, 2017's uh, Marvel's Black Panther Prelude by Will uh, Corona Pilgrim. And uh, 2018's Black Panther number one, also by Coates. Uh, and uh, also uh, Shuri number one, which was uh, which was a very good. It was available only on their web store. Uh, what you do is you go to uh, marvel.com/redeem and use the promo code forever to get those. Right. So free comics. Hey kids, free comics. So there you go. Uh, there is that. Now got a little Marvel heavy. Let me move on. Okay. Sorry. It's just that, well, Marvel's doing all the stuff. So, <laughs> Although that, uh, I, I saw that uh, the uh, Doom Patrol uh, debuts here very soon, like in a week or so. Yeah, yeah. Looks bonkers. And they got like, I think, 15 episodes for the mm-hmm. first season. I'm excited for it. It looks crazy. So I like Titans. Titans I, was good. I want, a, I want a full report of these. Mm-hmm. So oh, You'll get it, I'm sure. Right. But uh, back at the DC farm, uh, you know... I don't know if you know this, but Aquaman was huge for them. Mm-hmm. So what do you do when you got an Aquaman property? What do you do? Make a sequel. You make a sequel, right? <laughs> yeah. Let's do another Aquaman. People like that. Yeah. Let's do that. So Makes the ladies tingly. That, yes. Ooh. So let's get on that, right? Well, <laughs> uh, did, did you like those uh, monsters in the trench? Because they're getting their own movie. What the fuck? <laughs> Wait, what? DC can't do nothing right. I'm not kidding. Warner Brothers can't do like anything right. Like when he's right. going down, they're all circling them and stuff. Yeah. yeah, toward the end. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God, why? That was my question. Um, I have an answer. It's but a great shot, but here we go. Uh, writers Noah Gardner and Aiden Fitzgerald have been hired to write The Trench, a horror-themed DC movie focused on the creatures who attack Aquaman and Mira. That is stupid. Toward the end of Aquaman, uh, all that's that's all that's known about the film. Uh, it will be set in the Kingdom of the Trench, and more importantly, not feature any cast members of Aquaman because, well, I don't Because they're fucking Warner Brothers. I just they're don't dumb. Understand. God damn it, they're dumb. Uh, Stupid. They're follow one guy named Harold. Uh, James, <laughs> James Wan's going to produce, along with Peter Safran. The film will be, quote, much more modestly budgeted than the normal DC superhero tent poles. That's always good because. As I recall, they're CG monsters, right? I'll make yeah. claymation now. Okay. All right. Just checking. Um, so stupid. Here's the reasons that they're saying that this is going to be okay. Because <clears throat> they're stupid? Uh, maybe. I Anyway. Uh. Uh, none of the stars are in it. It's a world that's almost completely sealed off to anything happening in Atlantis or the surface, so there's no worry about the other characters. This is their rationale. You don't have to worry about... Aquaman or Mira or Shazam or Batman or anything. It's just so. Who's the main character going to be? One of those monsters? Yeah, what the fuck Harold. is it? His name's Harold. Probably. He just moves into the neighborhood. Uh, the other reason that they're okay with this and they think this is going to be fine is he says we're. This is James Wan we're talking about here, the guy who directed 
The Conjuring and has since spun it into the other franchises' films, The Nun and Annabelle. If anybody knows how to create a world within a world, it's James Wan. That's their reasoning. Hmm. Well, I'll run right out to see it. Yeah. I'm just so like, the plot is James Cameron is going down in his submarine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, I'll be that honest is, with you. That's not a good idea. I'll be honest with you. I don't see this movie happening. I don't think. But mm-hmm. that's just, I'm not. I, Maybe I, like I have no knowledge. That's just my a deal. web series or like you know something yeah. not in theaters. It'll yeah. be on the app. Yeah. Uh, the um, one of the big stories that just happened uh, this weekend, actually, and I'd been reading about this last week about how. Uh, Denai Guerrera was in talks with the Walking Dead people about her new contract. And uh, that was the story in The Hollywood Reporter was that, you know, she is in talks right. about, mm-hmm. you know, what the, what the future is. And it was just announced late Friday night, Saturday. Uh, she's probably going to be leaving the show. Uh, I, she's, she's just not, like I did. <laughs> <laughs> She's not leaving the show completely, apparently. Uh, she officially joined the season's uh, Series 3 as Michonne, signed a deal to return for her final season of the zombie drama. Under the new deal, uh, Guerrero will return in a limited capacity, described as only a handful of episodes, that will be interspersed throughout Season 10. Uh, the actress uh, will likely then segue to the three Walking Dead movies that AMC is planning God. with Andrew Lincoln. Because you remember he died but didn't die when he left the show. Uh, so that's what they're planning on doing is getting her into those now, with, with him. I stopped watching. What do you mean he died but didn't die? Well, I'll tell you later. Because, <laughs> you, because you stopped watching, I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I keep hearing, oh, nobody watches that. Still the number one rated cable show. Sorry, is it? Oh, it's yeah. still huge. Because I was huge. just going to say huge. the thing. I, the thing that I that kind of amazes me now, like I don't see anybody talking about it on social media. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like you just stopped. Yeah. Well, they they kind of went to their own you know subset kind yeah. of thing. It's like they went you know, to the trench. This is this. Yeah, they went to the the, the dead trench. I yeah. guess is where they go. Uh, I still watch it. I still enjoy it. I still think they're doing a great job on it. Yeah. And uh, they're, they've just introduced The Whisperers last night, Whoa. which kind of makes, you know, because, all right, just quickly, because <laughs> um, we, we did a time jump into the future. I heard about that. Rick was blown up on the bridge, honest, but, yeah. he, but he wasn't. A helicopter came and picked him up and took him away. Okay. We don't know where. We'll find out in those movies. Gotcha. Time jump to the future. Um, and it's like the complaints that people had was that the zombies are just kind of a background. They're not a real threat anymore. Yeah. Well, here come the whisperers. They have learned how to weaponize the zombies because what they do is they, they skin them and they make zombie suits for themselves to wear. I saw something like that. Yeah. So they travel with the hordes and use them to hmm. to take over take over um so now the zombies are a threat again so it's almost like i mean almost like was it the second episode when glenn covered himself in blood yeah they said that that was the evolution of the yeah. whispers they figured that out and then they went well hell if we, if that works yeah i'll just make a suit what if it gets in your mouth well, that's part of the problem i guess i don't know but i'll just make a skin suit and wear it no so, no 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 no, 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 where, no. Where? oh sorry oh. all right and uh speaking of zombies uh, did you like World War Z? 
No. That movie you didn't? Nope. A lot of people did. It made a lot of money. I liked the book. I liked the book a lot. A lot of people went to see that movie. And so they've been working on a sequel for a long time. I think they finally have thrown their hands up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Um, uh, It was was, uh, going to start production soon in Atlanta. Uh, Budgetary issues apparently have come to a head. How long those issues have been brewing, it's been a long time. Uh, Unclear whether the project will go back into development or if just shelved. They don't know yet. So there you go. I uh, hope you enjoyed the World War Z movie. Yeah. Because I doubt you're going to get a sequel based in the trench. All right. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, now, uh, it's been a week now, but we've had a chance to see all the uh, Super Bowl ads. Yeah. Uh, yep. Specifically the Infinity War. Endgame. Endgame, excuse me. What do you do Avengers where they all Endgame, go? Which uh, gave, our, gave us more than any of the teasers and trailers have in the past because it let us know people are dead and they've been dead for a while. Yeah. Wasn't the rumor five years? I I didn't hear that. So I swear uh, Scarlett Johansson had said something like kind of just let it slip hmm. that it had been like years. I, I didn't hear that. Yeah. But they've been dead for a while because there's these sweeping shots of cities that are like ghost towns and yeah. empty football stadiums and things like that. And it was it was it was very effect it was a very effective thirty yeah. seconds I thought, but um, well, the 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 one thing that, that that stuck with me that made me the happiest and I tweeted about it immediately was Rocket Raccoon was in Avengers headquarters. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I needed to see was he was in fucking Avengers headquarters. Yes, I've seen it in the comics. I didn't think I'd see it. Honest to God, I didn't think I'd see it in the movies. That's awesome. But there he is in Avengers Speaking of Rocket Raccoon, did you see the sad news? I saw that. Yes. Mr. Oreo. Oreo, who is the face model that they kind of based Rocket's looks on. And if you see a picture of this, it's a real raccoon. I follow it on Twitter, Oreo and Friends, uh, have (laughs) have for years. Um, If you look at a picture of Oreo's face and then Rocket's face. Side by side. They used that raccoon as the face model. He died. And he died. Was it in the Avengers headquarters? I don't think so. Okay. He's in the Avengers headquarters in the raccoon <laughs> heaven sky, <laughs> if there is one. I don't know. Uh, uh, but that was very effective. And then we got more Captain Marvel, which yep. was exciting. Just looks great, cool. Quick little ad. And they put out a clip from Ellen. It was an action scene. Yes. Oh, I that saw that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I was watching that. Look. For that, yeah. it, it was on her Instagram, Brie Larson's Instagram yeah. account. But look for that; it's like thirty or forty seconds of an action sequence of her up on top of an electric train, and, one of these big, you know, trolley trains in yep. L.A. or someplace, and fighting what I'm guessing is a scroll. I bet uh, it's a scroll, and, and what's it? It's uh, Nick Fury and Coulson. Yeah, then Coulson, young Coulson, and young Nick Fury following the train, this elevated train yeah. on the ground and chasing them. Uh, but that action sequence right there, where she's punching the scroll and the scroll punches back and she's using her power bursts and all of that and then heading head into a tunnel and she blasts a hole in the top of the train so she can fall into the train just perfectly timed to go into the tunnel yeah. otherwise she'd be dead you know <laughs> uh, I, after watching that I went yeah yeah we got a fucking Cap Marvel movie and this yeah, is gonna fucking rule yeah 
going to be so cool. I like her, too. She has such a good attitude about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's so stoked to be in that role. Is she? Oh, yeah. Like, just her talking about it on Ellen was fun to watch. So That's cool. Well, just, she realizes the, the importance yeah. of, of, uh, of this character. Yeah. And the representation that it brings. Well, it's the same um, thing with Gal Gadot when she was Wonder Woman. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, it's it's just the other it, other universe. Yeah, it's it's heavy lifting for yeah. both of them, and they're they're more than up to the task. And I think that you know, just like Wonder Woman, I think that Captain Marvel is going to come along and and really affect the world around us, the yeah. pop culture world around us, for the better. Yeah, and it's about fucking time. It's 2019 for God's sake. What if Scarlett? It is. Yeah, I know, right. I wonder if Scarlett Johansson ever sits around like, I've been here for a while. Hey, guys. <laughs> I'm a female superhero. Well, and hopefully we'll get news on the Black Widow movie coming soon. Um, Are they doing it? That's the story I've got. Red Sparrow wasn't enough? That piece of shit. <laughs> you know, I tried to watch that and pretend it was a Black Widow movie, and I just couldn't do it. It's so terrible. It's just like, um, you know, when we were younger and, and we had that uh, Blind Fury was the movie. Oh yeah, we pretended it was a. No. We went and saw Blind Fury. It's, this it's, is a Daredevil, and we we said, let's just pretend it's a Daredevil movie. Yeah. Let's just pretend. No, nope, didn't nope. work. Didn't I was work. I was in a lift going to the hotel uh, in L.A., and this guy's like, "Oh, I love movies." He's like, "Did you see that movie Red Sparrow? Man, that was good." Oh. And I was just like, Ugh. "Let me out." I, I go, "I saw it," <laughs> and he, I think he named like two other movies, but the, that's the one that stuck out. They were all bad. Like. And I was like <laughs> And I'm like, so these are the idiots who fucking, you know, why these movies are made. Exactly. Uh, so there was that, the Game of Thrones Bud Light uh, commercial, that which I amazing. thought was brilliant uh, because you just didn't see it coming. You thought it was another one of those goddamn Bud Light night Dilly dillies? Dilly dillies. You kept trying to force dilly dilly on us and we're not biting, okay? They just want us to do like the Budweiser. Budweiser. I just started giggling and giggling. <laughs> God, he just, I mean, when he leans over him and just... Puts his fingers right in his fucking eyes again. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. Jesus Christ. That's the goddamn mountain. All right. <laughs> I, I didn't see this. You oh, didn't you see it? Oh, you yeah. didn't see it. It's oh, brilliant. Yeah. It's brilliant. And and the Twilight Zone trailer was brilliant yes. as well. Because I did see that. That was just the way they did that. That was also a Fool You uh, yeah. ad that they did. Brilliant. And again, I'm going to have to keep that goddamn CBS app on. <laughs> because of all the Star Tracks and now the Twilight Zones. Now you just got to pay that guy a quarter for that CBS app. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's true. <laughs> Thanks for loaning me your password. He just makes millions off of it. <laughs> uh, anything else before we go? Do you want to review a, a movie or two? Yeah, uh, I got. I can do three real fast. Uh, well, I know that at the end of the episode, we've got uh, Lego Movie Two, the second part. Yeah, and you're in, you're going to interview Chris Pratt, Elizabeth Banks, uh, Stephanie Beatriz, who's our new crush. Yep. Uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Yep. Will Arnett and Tiffany Haddish. All. At the end of this episode. In a noisy room. In a big noisy room on the street. I, um, should I say the, the other one I have? Uh, I did I did review Cold Pursuit. You did? Yeah. yeah yes, you, yeah, did. you did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, we, we, were gonna, we were saving the interviews and we <laughs> changed our mind. To yeah, not. If you want to see the interviews, I, they're on my YouTube page. Yeah. Because we're, we're, I posted those and did that before the shit kind of hit the fan. Before Liam stepped in his own shit. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was fun to talk to. And then all of a sudden, when I saw that news, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So we just decided, well, we'll just kind of pass on. <laughs> yeah. I need to go check my YouTube page because they started dying down on the uh, James Gunn insults. Yeah. I deleted probably 300. Oh, Jesus. Like, just, what, a pedophile, blah, blah, this. I'm like, fuck you. And the one kid said, like, you know, delete my comment again and you'll see what happens. Delete. Like, what are you going to fucking do? What? I'll and, um, write a strongly worded tweet. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, I wonder if there's 
insults <laughs> Liam Neeson. Yeah, you better go now. take a look at it. Um, but that's more kind of all right, rightfully so. So where do, where do you want to start then? Uh, so yeah, so if you want to, uh, we did Cold Pursuit. We'll do Lego Movie Two. Okay. Uh, so basically, the story is me, it's killing it at the box office right yeah. now. It, it it won the weekend. So it takes place right after the first one, like okay. directly after. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's oh, so it's like The Incredibles that way. And it just picks it, right up. If you remember, the was it Duplo? Is that the, the Kid Legos? Yeah. yeah. They came into their universe and just fucked it up. You know. Yeah. So they're kind of living in like a Mad Max world, and so um, basically what happens is that Emmett and you know, all his friends are hanging out. Wild Styles at uh, Elizabeth Banks. Um, Someone like I won't. It's kind of it's a hidden identity. Someone comes in there and like kidnaps all his friends. So he has to, um, what do you call it? He has to, you know, become a hero again. And he meets, and I can't remember the character's name. Like I said, it's been a while. It's like Rex. Yeah, Danger. But it's it's Chris Pratt again. Like he's playing both characters. Oh, so he's two Lego guys. Yeah. Okay. And so, but so he's the hero, like arrogant son of a bitch, you know. And so, and there's a lot of twists and turns. Like I said, I I don't want to ruin it. But it's it's funny. I don't think it's as good as the first one. Really? Yeah. Like, I love the first one. The first you, one is a gem. Yeah. It really is. And this is really good, too. I mean, like, if the if the first one was, like, four stars, this is, like, three. Oh, okay. You know, well, that's it, not... It's not bad, by any means of the definition, but it's just... For me, it didn't have that original charm. I know it's a sequel, so it's not original, but it just... It, it felt a little played out. You mm. know, like, like... And there's songs in it, like... And I'll be honest... I said it. You know, you'll hear me talk about it at the end of the episode. I'm not a fan of Tiffany Haddish, and when she sings like two or three times in the movie, I'm like, please stop, just stop. Like this is not funny, you, you know. Um, but yeah, so I you know definitely check it out. It's, you know, it is killing at the box office. Um, so yeah, it's good. Uh, the other one that I just got back yesterday from, and we'll have the interviews uh, next week. <coughs> Excuse me. It's called uh, Fighting with My Family. This is the uh, based on a true story. Based on a which, true story, and, and this, I saw a trailer for this, and I couldn't. Re- Wrap my head around it. That was yeah. me and you. We're yeah, when like, we were watching, we both uh, look at each other like, "What?" You're watching the... Vice. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's a it's a true story about the WWE superstar Paige uh, when she's she's wanted to wrestle since she was 13, um, but her brother did too, and so uh, they you know and the, but their whole family does it. And Nick Frost is her dad. Who's funny as he's, shit? He's always great. oh my god! And but and, he, and, and Stephen Merchant wrote this movie he wrote, and he's in it. He wrote and directed it. Yeah. yeah, and it's the, the, the huh? We were like, yeah. what the hell? So yeah, you know? so so like the the cast is I got it here in front of me. Uh, Florence Pugh, uh, she was in that uh, Outlaw King on Netflix with you know yeah. Chris Pine, uh, Lena Headley, um, who's great. Yeah, uh, Nick Frost, and then this guy named uh, Jack Loden. That's who plays the brother. And so, but this whole family wrestles like they just beat. Like the opening scene is like the two kids fighting. They're like you know the young versions of them. And uh, and he grabs the girl and like puts her like, in a headlock and like starts like choking her. All of a sudden, Nick Frost comes in and he's like, "What are you doing? You do it like this, like that." And like, starts like teaching, like, how to, like, like yeah. knock her out. And it's, I mean, it's just that funny humor. Um, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson produced it and he's in it for like a little bit, but he's not, yeah, by any means a star. It's Playing more, himself, yeah. And he, he's in the trailer to let you know. Oh, he's on the main poster too. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. like they're, they're they're definitely using him. Um, but it is. Charming. It is heartfelt. It is funny as shit. I heard. It, I heard that it charmed the pants off of these snooty people at Puppet Sundance because oh, it, yeah. it, it was up at Sundance. Oh yeah. Oh, the, yeah. The, the the trailer. I know it like looks fun. It does not do it justice. Like, I, it is really fucking good. Somebody on Facebook when you said you were going to it was like I saw it in at Sundance. At Sundance, and I can't wait to go see it again. Yeah. I mean, like it's it's so good. Nick Frost is so fucking funny. Um. 
like there's a great scene. It's, I think it's in the trailer actually. And he's like, because she's basically the story is that so they try out, they get an audition, and she made it, and the brother doesn't. Yeah. So he's got this, you know, kind of like I got. I feel like I got backstabbed, you know, like that because mm-hmm. I've wanted it more, longer than you, like that, you know. And so, um, but there's a great scene where she's basically going to WrestleMania, you know, and so uh, they call the family to like let them know like this is happening, you know. And so it's The Rock, and he's like, "It's The Rock," like that, and he goes. Is it, what does it smell like? What the fuck he says? Can like, you smell yeah. what the rock is cooking? Can you yeah. smell what the rock is cooking? And Nick Frost goes, "Yeah, bullshit," and just hangs up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's it's really good. Lena Headley's good in it. Uh, it's just you walk out smiling. Oh, good! It's just one of those like really joyous movies. So we so. actually we got a good wrestling adjacent movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've all been good. And Stephen Merchant, like, yeah, he wrote. No holds bars. One of the greatest yeah. fucking movies ever made. <laughs> What was the nanny one? The <laughs> oh, and Shannon, I apologize. I, I, they, they were giving me the wrap up sign because, like, they were, and then they were just telling this really fucking funny story. You'll hear it in yeah. the interviews with uh, it's Stephen Merchant and the real um, Page together, yeah. and it was Nick Frost and the, the guy Jack uh, Loden who played it together. It was Lena Headley. And, uh, the, Does Page not play herself in the movie? She's like they show footage, but it's not her. Yeah, she like, doesn't. Cause, oh, she's, cause she's she's older now. Like yeah, this is like when she was there. She's oh. like eighteen. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, she's yeah. not playing herself. I mean. There's WWE footage of yeah. like what she became, so she's you know in it. So, but uh, but they were giving me the wrap up sign. He's telling the story about this scene they were filming, and I was like, "Fuck, I can't." I'm gonna. I wanted to ask the question of who would win in a fight, Rowdy Roddy Piper or, or the, the Warrior? Or the, or the <laughs> and I'm like, "Fuck!" Because <laughs> they gave me the wrap. They're doing the wrap up sign. I'm like, if they end this answer fast, I'm gonna do it. You know, just ignore the sign. But they just started telling this funny fucking story. And I'm like, and they actually were going. You might hear it in the interview. They go. All right, thanks, Jimmy. It's like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, they're, they're the ones. Oh, that, that's the thing yeah. with me. Like, they, when they give up their outside and they're talking, I'm not going to be like, we're out of time. You know, like, yeah. like let them fucking talk. You know, yeah. so. Uh, all right, awesome. So we'll have those interviews next week. Next week for those interviews. Yeah. Terrific. I look forward to that. But uh, what, what do you give this? Uh, God. Three and a half? Three? Yeah, three and a half or four. Really? So, yeah. Wow. It's really good. Awesome. I loved it. Awesome. That's yeah. good. Uh, anything else? Uh, Toy Fair is coming up. Oh, oh, that's right in yeah. New York. Just because something exists as a toy doesn't mean it's in the movie. You remember that? Yes, we've already seen leaks of Hulk in a spacesuit. I thought it was Thor in a spacesuit too. That too. Yeah. I, again, that doesn't mean it's in the movie because I've I've never seen the Hulk ride a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I've never seen Spider Man <laughs> in a doom buggy. <laughs> <laughs> I have. Well, uh, and again, but a lot of the times. Yeah, this stuff might yeah. exist, but in the comics, not in the movies. Mm-hmm. And so I have seen the Hulk in a spacesuit in the comics. All right. So maybe that's what this is all about. So yeah. always keep that in mind. Always a ton of salt. This is the company that had Hulk running in a Wakanda that was yeah. complete bullshit. Yeah, they completely fooled us. <laughs> they, they will throw you <laughs> off because, like, you know. Yeah. They completely fooled us with that. They know how to do it now. Uh, yes. And I, I like it. Oh, yeah. I'm happy they do it. Mm-hmm. Because it, it makes these little fanboys' heads explode, and I'm just like, calm the fuck down, Well, there's, right? that, there's that, but also like, the thing with trailers, it's like, I hate, especially like, with comedies, and they show you all the funny fucking parts, yeah. and then you see it like five minutes before it's coming, so you start going like, this is where he falls off the roof. Like, okay. Yeah. Well, that's, remember they did that with Vacation, the new Vacation? Yeah, yeah. They yeah. basically showed the whole movie in three different trailers. Yeah. And that, that movie deserved a better chance. Because it was funny. Because it was Hilarious. funny. Yeah. 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 All right, well, let's uh, take a break. We'll have a message or two, and then we will get back to the episode, Leaks. Please to enjoy. Well, let's see what's happening at Dr. Volt's Comic Connection in February. The Savage Sword of Conan. 
Conan returns to Marvel with the Savage Sword of Conan. Conan takes to the seas in this all-new adventure, battling pirates, cultists, and sea monsters. Conan pits his unrelenting might against all foes that would dare cross his path. Wonder Twin Powers activate, form of a new and exciting series by DC Comics. Exiled from their home planet, alien heroes Zan and Jaina must navigate life as teens on Earth at South Metropolis High, where they're even bigger outsiders than the typical awkward young adults. Under the watchful eye of Superman, the brother and sister pull monitor duty at the Hall of Justice as interns. If you think you know the Wonder Twins, think again. This book takes on the form of the unexpected. And the Demon of Devlin Hall, new on Kickstarter, the Demon of Devlin Hall. Devlin Hall is the roughest school in Marathon City, and constant fighting and bullying are taking its toll. And a new bully has taken over the school, and it's up to one young man to restore order. And to do that, he becomes the Demon of Devlin Hall. Exciting martial arts action in the style of Daredevil on Kickstarter. Open seven days a week. The hold service is free. And with that, you get a 10% discount on your purchases of $20 or more. And the previous catalog for free. 2043 East, 3300 South. It's Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Booze Teak can step up your gift-giving game. You'll love the geek barware. Get Star Wars or Star Trek drink can cozies. Han and Leah teacups that say, I love you, I know, and more. Plus Funko Pops, including Ivy's favorite, Death from the Sandman comic. And Funko Bob Ross as Deadpool. And even more geekware. Don't forget accessories for wine and cocktails to entertain and celebrate. Gift cards are available as well. Located at 315 East Broadway, they got free parking at Booz Teak. Get 15% off when you say, Geek Show says hey. If you love to play games, especially board games like Dungeons & Dragons, Magic the Gathering, or Pokemon, you'll love Haster Games. Not only does Haster carry the best selection of all the latest board games and Magic products, they buy pre-owned board games and Magic products, too. Haster Games is located at 6831 South State in Salt Lake. They're open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Saturday and noon to 5 p.m. on Sundays. It's a great place to stay and play. This is not your everyday cafe. And this is just one indication. F***ing delicious Twin Sons Cafe is. Go eat there, you should. Mexican-influenced Americana cuisine, daily specials, and they're still rocking home delivery, along with a full-service catering. Find comfort food in a cafe inspired by a galaxy far, far away. That's Twin Sons Cafe in Sugar House, 2305 South Highland Drive, just across from the liquor store. Open from 8 to 3 p.m. daily, except Tuesdays. Get details online at twinsonscafeslc.com. Hugs are free. Twin Sons, not your everyday cafe. Out of this f***ing world, its food is. Hi, this is Carrie, and I'm here with my wife, Sue. Hi. I'm so proud of her. She started her own business doing what she loves. Tell us about My Workout Buddy. I believe that working out with someone will keep you motivated and accountable to your fitness goals, so I'm your workout buddy. I will meet you at your Salt Lake County gym or rec center for a 60-minute workout session. If motivation won't get you to the gym, My Workout Buddy will. So you will come to my gym? Yes. The more you know about your own gym's equipment, the less time you'll waste trying to figure out a routine. I think it helps build confidence 
confidence and competency, and that makes going to the gym more enjoyable. But you're not my personal trainer. Well, I'm a ACE certified trainer, but this is not a personal trainer service. So what do you do? I am actually going to work out with you. I'll do cardio, weights, group classes, whatever you want to do. I will help you with options to make exercises effective and help you towards any fitness goals you may have. That's a great idea. How do people start? Well, message me on Facebook at MyWorkoutBuddySLC or email me, MyWorkoutBuddySLC at iCloud.com. One session is $20. If you cancel an appointment less than 12 hours before the start time, there is a $10 cancellation fee. And why is that? That's motivation and accountability. And if you tell Sue Geek Show says, hey, you'll get half off of your first session, MyWorkoutBuddySLC. And we're back. Yes. All right. Uh, let's see now. I got... Uh, what do you got? We're going to talk about comic books here in a minute. but uh, What? The, well, Not aware. I know, right? But uh, this is a, a very cool thing that is happening, but it's it's also based on a comic book. Mm-hmm. Invincible. Oh, I love oh God damn. My... Are you talking about the voice cast on yes, this? Yes. One of my favorite it comic books of all time. It is amazing. Now, he finished it, didn't he? It's done. Yeah, it's done. I, mean, I, should, I should catch up on it. It was so good. Uh, it's Invincible is the name of the comic. The station that's going to play the It's the Amazon. It's, it's Amazon, I, isn't it? I, 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 it's well, fucking Amazon. Well, let's read the story and find out. Because <laughs> yeah. um, I don't recall off the top of my head. It's Hun- Amazon. 144 issues. Yeah. Yeah, and it's done. And it was awesome up till the very end. So, so they've got an eight-episode, hour-long animation that they're going to be showing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in, it's going to stay faithful. It's going to be adult. Are they going to adapt Otley's art, though? I bet it's animated in his style. That'd be go- yeah, because awesome. the only reason why I ask is because when they did Gotham by Gaslight, they didn't follow uh, Mignola's art style no. for that, which I think is a shame. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a shame, actually. Because when they did it for the amazing Screw on Head, they, it was beautiful. Yeah. But didn't... didn't uh, oh, I, I was thinking that Otley drew all the no, art. So but Otley he, came in on a, like issue... Issue 8. Uh, okay, I was going to say 11. Yeah, eight. He did I mean, most yeah. of them. He, he did, he drew did a ton of it. 99 like 99%. Of it. Yeah. yeah. But watching him right now, uh, as a sidetrack, watching him, uh, I guess Chris Piccolo is doing a couple issues of Amazing Spider-Man. Mm. Watching Ryan Otley fanboy over Chris Piccolo drawing Spider-Man is yeah, fucking adorable. You should because, follow Otley on Twitter. Because right now, I'm like, you know, Chris Piccolo is amazing. Ryan Otley's amazing. Mm-hmm. And here you've got Otley going, oh man, Piccolo's drawing this the comic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, eight, eight episode, hour long animated series based on... Uh, the, the comic. I'm in. I'm going to watch this shit. Revolves oh, yeah. around uh, Mark Grayson, who's our lead, mm-hmm. voiced by Stephen Yoon. Nice. From yep. The Walking Dead. Uh, who is just like every other guy his age, except that his father is the most powerful superhero on the planet. And Omni- a bastard. And a bastard. Omni-Man, played by J.K. Simmons. Yeah. Oh, so perfect. perfect. The mustache, it fits. I was going to say, if you see that character, you're yeah. like, it's yeah. got to be J.K. Simmons. Well, there's a couple There's a couple of, of speeches that he gives in the comic that I think Wait. would sound so great coming out of his mouth. Hold on, so though. Good. Who's playing uh, Mark? Steven Yoon. Steven Yoon. From Walking Dead. Glenn, Glenn. from Walking uh, Dead. Kind of offense, but they couldn't find a white guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, to be honest, uh, never mind. I don't want right. to say too much because spoilers. Uh, yeah. But as Mark develops powers on his own, he discovers that his father's legacy may not be as heroic as it seems. Who's that guy that he's always beating the shit out of? Oh, I can't remember. It's been so long. There's several that he always goes around uh, with. Yeah. Oh, it'll premiere 2020 on Amazon. Um, we don't know who the rest of these actors will be playing, but, but here's here's the voice cast. Yeah. All right, so you've got uh, uh, Stephen Yeun, J.K. Simmons, you got Sandra Oh, you got Seth Rogen, yeah. who is 
still attached to the feature film version of Invincible. He still wants to do that. Do you know who I bet Seth Rogen is? That fucking one-eyed alien. You think he's Alan? I think he's Alan the alien. (laughs) Perfect. No, he he only beats up Alan once but i think i could see him as uh uh the the character that has the explosion powers i can't remember his name right now okay anyway uh you got jillian jacobs nice uh andrew rannells from black monday zazzy beats deadpool 2 of course uh none other than mark hamill yeah see i think mark hamill's gonna be playing alan the alien you think yeah could be uh walton goggins yeah our bud yeah uh, Jason Mansukas, who uh, was uh, Rose's uh, boyfriend for a while. Oh on yes, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, he's, he's so funny. He's he's very funny. He he frightens me though. Uh, he's <laughs> yeah. he's he used to be on uh, I'm Sorry with Andreas Savage. He's he's all over the place. He's been on uh, one of those character good, actors I've yeah, seen. He's been on the Good Place a few times. Good pla- he, uh, yeah, he voiced a character on the. Wait, regular was he show. on the Good Place? Was he the? Um, he's he, the guy that Janet created. Yeah, yeah, yeah that him. fucking weirdo. Yeah, oh. yeah. He's exactly yeah. good. He's a fucking yeah. he's a fucking weirdo. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so. Uh, this is, uh, I mean, Hollywood Reporter ranked Invincible as one of the 100 greatest superhero yeah. comics ever. Yep. Agreed. Yep. What, what's it, what's uh, Mark's girlfriend's name? Uh, Atom Eve? Yeah. Well, Atom that's what I was trying to figure out, because Sandra Oh is either going to play the mom or she's going to play Adam, Adam Eve, Eve, which yeah. I think she'd be great at. If you want to see Sandra Oh completely kill a show, I mean, kill a show in a great way, uh, oh. Killing Eve on BBC America. Look, I've, I've always liked her. Have you seen Killing Eve? Uh, not yet. She's a forensic scientist who's tracking down a serial killer. Yeah. And the, the two leads, she I can't remember the lady that plays the serial killer, but she's this she's basically a Russian uh, mm-hmm. assassin. Yeah. It is the best cat and mouse game I've ever seen, period. And it is uh, the soundtrack is phenomenal. The acting is amazing. Sandra Oh uh, brings absolutely she's her A game. Well, she's like been winning all the awards, right? Well, yeah, but it's, it's just so... But, but good. She, but she's been good from day one. I she mean, has I, been good from day one. I liked her on Arliss. Yeah, she was on Arliss. Yeah, so no, wasn't wasn't yeah. she on one of the, she on was the on, hospital shows? She was on Grey's Anatomy right. for a long time, and she killed every every episode. She was acting her ass off. She was great. Yeah. So when I see a show like Killing Eve that actually rises to the quality of the actors involved, mm-hmm. holy hell! I mean, that's that'll give you an idea of how much I like Sandra Oh, is that I started watching Grey's Anatomy because she was on it. You were watching Grey's oh, Anatomy. Oh, she was. Whatever, that's... <coughs> yeah, that is, is such Is that a why you're watching it? Squirrely Carrie? I stopped when she left. <laughs> yeah, and he just kept so going true. back and watching the shows that she was on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still haven't picked up uh, Killing Eve yet, though. That's great. All right, uh, comic books. Uh, Marvel's April solicits. Reveal the company is planning to reprint some classic issues under the banner True Believers, mm-hmm. each focusing on a character important to Avengers Endgame. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, there's a very interesting one. Yes. In this That's a lot better than DC's April solicits because they just announced a whole shit ton of layoffs and canceled half the titles. That's true. Yeah. Uh, two of the planned issues will reprint Avengers 71 and Avengers 343. Both focus on the Black Knight. Really? Yeah. If this is important for Endgame and the oh. Black now th- that's, Knight. Now, that's the theory. That's the theory. Okay. Huh. Uh, a superhero named uh, Dane Whitman who inherits the magical sword called I, the, the Ebony Blade. I always loved that fucking character. Well, he was, he was in a story here a few years ago. So, like, it was very recent. I can't. Yeah. And Captain Britain was there, wasn't he? Yeah. 
uh, it was a whole group of. It yeah. was. It was. It was right. It was right before uh, Doctor Doom and Doctor Strange fucked everything up. Yeah. And they were involved pretty heavily. Yeah, and and it was a great grouping with these yeah. guys. So it the was probably during Rick, Rick Remender's Avengers run, and we just yeah. blocked it out because we felt stupid. <laughs> so the story, the the Black Knight, he's a British dude, and he finds uh, takes possession of this sword called the Ebony Blade, and um, everybody else that ever possessed it, it made him just uh, turn completely. It, it craves blood. And it made him completely like murderous. Anybody else that ever had it, mm-hmm. but this guy, what's his name? Uh, Dane Whitman. Dane Whitman. <laughs> he got a hold of it, and he could wield its power, but resist the, the bloodlust. Oh. Okay, you know, right? But like every once in a while, he'd go like Wolverine Berserker, like in so, the, in the heat right. of battle. So basically, yeah. that's Elric from Michael Moorcock's Elric stories. Who has the the sword bringer that yeah. thirsts blood? And- now there is a rumor that the ebony blade was cut from Doctor Strange. Cut, cut from? Oh, Doctor cut Strange. from the movie, the not movie. in the movie. Oh, yeah, I thought made I, of Doctor Strange. Yeah, sorry. Twenty sixteen. Thigh bone. Twenty sixteen. Doctor Strange. Um, and uh, so there apparently Marvel has plans for the Black Knight. Mm, nice. And mm. I, I'm I'm not. Saying, well, then here's the thing. I'm never going to poo-poo any goddamn Marvel. Like, it doesn't matter how minor yeah. they are. I mean, I don't know if that is going to happen, but yeah. it's just interesting that they're reprinting these two episode uh, issues of Avengers with I'll never be like, oh, they're making the a Black fucking Knight. Black Knight movie? That's never going to work. That won't be good. So there's that. <laughs> um, IDW Publishing is launching a major new Star Trek comic book oh, series. Oh, shit. IDW Star Trek titles have been fan-fucking-tastic. Yeah. Did... Okay, um, Peter David just wrote a what Picard story. Oh, My it bud, takes, it's it's Picard's first command as the captain of the Stargazer. Oh, and it's painted. It's it's fucking gorgeous. So it's uh, oh, it's Picard to, has I'm, to go and negotiate this this, and it's a, it's just a one shot. It's one issue. Really? It's about thirty six pages. Peter David writes Picard. I mean, you're for one thing. It's painted in such great likeness. Like they did uh, Patrick Stewart in his mid thirties, so he's got the hair, he's got the whole thing. We've we've seen how he looked, but they've got the old red uh, tunics from the original movies that didn't have the the turtlenecks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you're reading Peter David, who's an amazing writer. One of the, with, I, I'm sorry, he's like one of the greatest writers right, of all time. With Alex with Alex Ross level paint jobs. Wow. In this comic, are you so, kidding me? No, I'm not. So you're reading this thing. They're cel- IDW celebrating their 20th year in business. So they're just like, okay, here, we're going to do this thing. And, and you're <laughs> reading the comic, and you can hear the voices the way they're supposed to be. It's not like, it's not like uh, reading a Buffy comic where you're like, well, it, it feels like Buffy. Yeah. No, this is Star Trek. It's so fucking good. It's literally the disastrous first command of John Luke Picard uh, and how he meets cadet Beverly Crusher. Yeah. And you see Jack Crusher, his first officer. And, and it's just like it's the beginning of... There are arguments that Picard has with Riker later on that are echoed from his first officer on the Stargazer as he's oh. like rushing off to do away team missions. And they're like, you can't do that, Captain. It's dangerous. There's another IDW comic that fucking kills me. It's Q who brings together the crew of the Enterprise, Voyager. It's uh, Enterprise E, Voyager, uh, Deep Space Nine right after uh, Cisco gets command of the Defiant and the original crew. And it's to settle a bet between Q, Trelane... <gasps> Um, <laughs> right away, and, and two other two other of the cosmic uh, entities from the original series over which of the great galactic species is the best. 
Oh man! So he, he bets on the humans. Well, yeah, because well, they're like they're causing all these. Super- I guess not humans because there's multi. Oh, it's the thing. It's Picard. Species. They're setting up all these supernova all over the place. Another IDW comic. It's fantastic. They're setting up supernova everywhere and then fixing them after they explode. So uh-huh. Picard's like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> and Q shows up and he's like, mm, "What? I'm having an argument with these other dildos over who's the best cosmic being." And Picard's like, "Fix it." And he's like. Good idea, Jean-Luc. You should fix it. So he brings all these different Star Trek crews together <laughs> to I, fight. Oh, Squire Gothos and Trelane and Q and some guy, some God-level guy from Voyager. And it's... Well, if IDW is in bed with Peter David, I want them to adapt his... That run of Star Trek novels where he created... His own, characters. His own Captain, ship. Captain Cal- Calhoun... Mm-hmm. Well, uh, created his own ship and crew. Yeah, and and they were they were great. They were so good. I mean, well, his Q and Law was fantastic too. Where yeah. where, uh, yeah. where uh, <laughs> I read the, so because you know like so Peter Davis is my one of my favorite comic book. Oh, he writers. wrote the best and remember, like and like one of the greatest moments like being involved in uh, what do we call it now Fan X? Yeah, uh, was getting to fucking host his spotlight. Yeah, him, yeah, you know, and um, those are the only Star Trek novels I've ever read. Oh, and the ones he wrote. There was that one where they brought back the uh, the world eater. Yeah. Yep. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm I'm sorry I derailed your IDW anyway, Star Trek story, but but <laughs> it, it I really think because okay, like when Pushing Daisies ended, and they said, well, we might finish up the two seasons we had outlined mm-hmm. with comic books. I was like, no, no, I don't want that. And they're like, it's gonna be IDW. I want the actors involved, right? Somehow these issues that they've done have managed to actually capture what makes the actor's performance work. IDW the does page. the I think the best licensed comic books. Oh, they're adaptations. Out there. Yeah. They're great. Well and, and boom, you know, I, I And boom I have to bring too. up what Boom's doing with Planet of the Apes has been fantastic too. But yeah, the IDW Star Trek books mm-hmm. are they're they're some of the best out there. Well, this one I'm very excited about. Uh it's called uh Star Trek Year Five. Oh yeah. It will tell the story. <laughs> Sorry, I'll be reviewing that. It'll, uh, pass, pass me the issues when you're done. I will. Uh, which will tell the story of the final year of the Enterprise's original five-year mission. Yeah. Oh, because we only got four years. Yeah. And no, we only got three. We got three. Oh, yeah. And and really, we don't know if they were. We really don't know if they were years. I mean, well, that's one thing we got confirmed in Discovery <laughs> oh, yeah. is that Pike's Pike's mission was five years. Because yeah. the Enterprise and Discovery is at the end of its five-year mission. Ah. Uh, as uh, Starfleet's flagship returns home, the series will investigate how each member of the crew feels about the uncertain future that awaits them as they reach Earth. Uh, so we got uh, One of the creators says, It's a vital, hard-hitting, character-focused look at Captain Kirk and his last year in command. Uh, he, uh, in a statement about the series, promises that Kirk's actions in the series will have huge ripple effects from the outbreak of war in the Alpha Quadrant to an unprecedented strain of trust with Spock. Uh, we'll turn a mirror on modern society, just as the original show did in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's right, because he at the beginning of Star Trek, the motion picture, he and Spock are estranged. Yeah, they haven't seen each other since he got the Admiralty. So that will be covered in this comic. Uh, with Year 5, we didn't want to just thrill. We wanted to channel the power of uh, Roddenberry's vision to tell the story about the future. It illuminates the present. Uh, so, yeah. We'll I'm, see if, uh, I'm looking forward to I, this. I have, I, I'll, I'll check and see if Eugene's involved because Eugene Roddenberry's oh. been one of the executive producers behind the season of Discovery, and they're trying to make sure that it ties into the original legacy. And and they have said, we, we have a beginning, a middle, and a definite end for this. Right. So... No, they seriously. If you're a Trek fan and you're not reading the IDW Trek comics, just 
do yourself a favor and check it. Actually, they're Fix they're, Show Live. They just did. Uh, speaking of IDW, they're uh, doing the uh, Ninja Turtles now, and their uh, Shredder in Hell comic is oh. fucking fantastic. Shredder in Hell. Yeah, what? Shredder. It's it's when it's when uh, when Splinter kills Shredder, and he goes to the afterlife, and he has to balance out the different. Uh, dichotomies of who he is, whether he's this assassin, the leader of the Foot Clan, or if he's just this like this spiritual warrior. What? And it's it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, back to the Avengers comics. I, I meant to read these two stories together, and I stuck yeah. the Star Trek in the middle, and I'm sorry because there's because you wanted to hear me explode. Exactly. Uh, ahead of uh, uh, next May's uh, release of Avengers: Infinity War, they've released a uh, what they're calling a primer on the company's superhero team the avengers so it wasn't just those two episodes this is what you're going to be getting or two issues i mean this is what you're going to be getting april's uh, earth's mightiest box set slipcase will gather uh, 11 collected editions across the 50 plus years of the franchise history uh from the uh, very first ever avengers comics by stan lee and jack kirby oh wow to mm. the uh, opening six issues of the current volume of the series uh, but uh, you're getting a lot of greats here. Steve Englehart, Kurt Busiek, uh, George Perez, John Bashima, Roger Stern, Brian Michael Bendis. I was going to say, there's got to be some Bendis in there, you right? You've got to have some Bendis in there. Uh, the collection uh, in Earth's Mightiest Box set are uh, Avengers by Lee and Kirby, 1 through 16 of, wow. the, of the original run. That's going to be some you get, uh, bullshit. The Avengers Kree Skull uh, Scroll War, so that's issues 89 through 97. Uh, Avengers Defenders War. Uh, which is 115 through 18, as well as uh, Defenders 8 through 11, Avengers Celestial Madonna, uh, 129 through 135, Giant Size Avengers number 2 and 4. You're getting Avengers the Korvax Saga, so that's uh, 167, 168, and 170 through 177. Uh, Thor Annual number six. This is all in one big package. Wow. Uh, Avengers Under Siege two seventy through two seventy seven. Oh, that's where they're all trapped in the uh, in the mansion. Yeah, and all those villains are coming at them. Oh, yeah. Oh, that'd they be fuck up Jarvis. That's a movie. Yeah. Uh, Avengers: The Gatherers Saga, which is a whole bunch of issues. Um, Avengers: The Morgan Conquest, uh, one through four of the third volume. Avengers Forever, all twelve issues of the series of the same name. Avengers Disassembled, 500 through 503. That's a good rate. Avengers Finale Special Issue. Uh, the Avengers The Final Host, 1 through 6 of the uh, current uh, series. Along with material from this year's Free Comic Book Day 2018, Avengers slash Captain America issue. So I noticed there's no Rick Remender in there. Hmm. I think they just didn't want the readers to feel stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. No, you remember the remember. I remember. Run. Yeah, because no. I remember going, God, I just, you know, my PhD in quantum physics wore off. It, and uh, It was a hard read. It was a great read, but it was a hard read. Are you sure it was Remender? Was it Remender or was it? No, it was another guy. I thought it was, was Remender. It? No, it's not Rick Remender. It was that uh, guy that wrote, like, that yeah. crazy S.H.I.E.L.D. series. No, you're right. Um, it wasn't Remender. It was, oh, my uh, God. It was so incredibly hard to read that I thought it was a guy. different writer. Exactly. No. Uh, so that'll be April, thir- April 13th. That'll all be available. That guy, th- Did they that give was a price a on that? Uh, expensive. That's the <laughs> yeah. price. $11 yeah. billion. Dollars. $11 billion. Uh, Lots and lots of money for all those comics. But, uh, you know, I, I'm tempted to pick it up. Mm. I just don't have the room. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Pretty uh, sure you'll be able to get it digital. Uh, probably. Uh, games, movies. Who I, wants to go first? I've got mine. Uh, just one. The Good Place season two. Oh, is good on show. Blu-ray. Good so, show. 
that's pretty much it. Oh, they, did you guys see the all Janet episode? <laughs> where, yes. where, where she absorbed them all yeah. and then Janet had to play them all. So good. Was, she's good. She's amazing. Yeah, she's a good she's actress. She's a comedic genius. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Tony, games, what do you got? All right, let's see. We got uh, the Lair Princess and the Blind Prince. No, Liar. <laughs> it's Liar Princess. That's very different. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, let's see. Also, we have uh, Jump Force Ultimate Edition coming out. Now, Jump Force is that one fighting game that that you probably saw a few months back that combines like nine different animes into one fighting game. It's got characters from like, uh, you know, uh, Death Note, Dragon Ball Z. Um, wow. What's that one with the, it looks like a pirate. Uh, it's quite the team up though. Yeah. I can't remember, All but right. it's got a lot of them. There's, there's a lot of people excited for that. Cause basically it's, it can be, uh, my, my favorite anime is stronger than your favorite anime. Kind of a thing. <laughs> uh, let's see. We got. Um, I didn't know they were still putting out games for the PlayStation Vita, but uh, really, yeah, okay. Uh, Code Realize Wintertide Miracles. That sounds like JRPG. A, yeah, JRPG. <laughs> and uh, Ollie Ollie is getting a port to the Switch. That's a skateboarding game, an indie skateboarding game that's pretty cool. Uh, Crackdown Three is finally seeing the light of day on Xbox One and Windows PC. Uh, that game was teased back, I think, with the launch of the Xbox One or somewhere wow. around there. Okay, it was teased like five or six years ago. Uh, that one looks pretty fun, and it is starring uh, Terry Crews. Nice. So, oh, he's in it. Yeah, he's in it. He plays one of the characters. Cool. Uh, Dead or Alive Six is out for the PlayStation, uh, Xbox, and PC. This is a really weird week for games because, for whatever reason, it is just loaded. Uh, along with that, we have a new Far Cry game, Far Cry New Dawn, which takes place. It'll be the first actual sequel to a Far Cry game. Far Cry 5 came out last year, okay. and Far Cry New Dawn takes place 18 years after Far Cry 5, and it's a post-apocalyptic uh, game because if you played all the way through Far Cry 5, you saw the bombs drop, and, <laughs> and so it's post-nuclear holocaust. All right. So that looks cool. Um, I already said Jump Force. And then uh, Metro Exodus comes out this week. And oh, I've been Metro look- games are awesome. Oh, I've been looking forward to this game for a you long time. You would like time. the Metro games a lot, Kerry. The Metro, really? the yeah. Metro series is uh, it's a Russian a game that takes place in post-apocalyptic Russia where, as far as everyone knows that's still alive, everyone else is dead, and the only survivors live in the Russian Metro, which was built by the Russians yeah. as the Metro and as a bomb shelter. Right. I've, the I've been there, yeah. Yeah. And so civilization has been distilled down to the survivors of the Holocaust that made it into the nuclear Holocaust that made it into the uh, Metro. And then you got crazy mutants, yeah. obviously factions within the Metro. Well, uh, there's, there's some political intrigue at work too. Yeah. Yeah. That, that and, would be a place you'd want to go to survive right. the Holocaust. It's, it's built. And so the first two uh, uh, of those games are really good. Metro 2033 and Metro 2034. Uh, no, Metro Last Light was what right. it was called. And then this is the third one. Uh, they're, they're coming out of the, uh, out of the bunker and traversing the whole of Russia on a train trying to get somewhere else. And so it's open world. It looks really, really cool. Also, we have, uh, if you paid extra for the Anthem Legion of Dawn edition, you get a week early access. So Anthem is out for you this week if you bought the special edition. Uh, We got, uh, let's see. Actually, I think that is, today's today's the... Today's the 11th. Oh, no, we're still going then. Oh. 11. Nope, no, nope, that's done. That's it? I was I, I lied. Anthem is next week. 
next week. That's all we have for this week. So we end on Metro Exodus, which I'm super excited for. I think it looks good. Cool. Uh, By the way, just real quick. That comic book writer that uh, we've yes. seen, uh, Jonathan Hickman. That's it. Hickman. Oh, Hickman. Jonathan Hickman. Fucking Hickman, Hickman and yeah. his homework. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. No, I'm sorry. I, I actually, it was the psychological trauma that made me believe it was Remender just yeah. because it made me feel smarter So, <laughs> in, in my dumbness. Uh, two quick things. Fantasy Flight Games is releasing uh, the Star Wars Legion tabletop game. Uh, it's been out since April of 2018, and it started out kind of like uh, if you just want to fight Luke versus Vader and a bunch of different soldiers, it got really repetitive really quick. But since then, they've started increasing more and more releases. You've got more troops. Uh, this month, uh, in in February or early March, we're going to see Jin Erso, Orson Krennic, Death Troopers, and the uh, the Rebel Commandos that they had in Rogue One uh, cool. are going to be available troops. Also, uh, Genlock on Rooster Teeth is yes. something you should be watching. If you have not caught it, Rooster Teeth started out with that red versus blue cartoon. Yeah, where way they back just, in the day. Yeah, like where they Halo just 2 time. voiced over Halo 2 animations that mm-hmm. they manipulated. And it was kind of funny and ha ha ha. And then five or six years ago, they did uh, Ruby, uh, RWBY, which was kind of a cool... Uh, you know, super powerful girls versus monsters show, and it was fun to watch, but the animation was a little choppy. Uh, Genlock, um, it's some of the designers behind the Infinity tabletop game that I fucking love. Uh, it's set about 50, 60 years in the future, and it's uh, human soldiers versus this this terrible threat to New York. The animation's fantastic. The voice cast, you've got Michael B. Jordan mm-hmm. in the lead. Uh, you've got uh, David Tennant, Dakota Fanning, and Maisie Williams uh, on the voice cast. Yeah. The first episode's free on Rooster Teeth, and Rooster Teeth. Rooster Teeth is the name of the production company, and they they did it all themselves. They bankrolled the whole thing. This isn't like a big Netflix production. So when you're watching this mech on mech combat, where they're you know doing this rotating camera and zooming in and out of the of the action with missiles going off everywhere, mm. this is the first show since Robotech when I was 13 that I watched and said, "Oh." Fuck. <laughs> this, is, this is it. All right. Uh, it's good, good stuff. So check that out. All cool. right. Uh, Mr. B. Uh, oh, stick around, everybody. We got uh, the stars of uh, Cold Pursuit and uh, Lego Movie 2 yep. coming up. And they're both like totally like cohesive, right? Yeah. You know, <laughs> they're kind of a shared universe, actually. <laughs> they're, both, they're both murder revenge stories. Yeah. But uh, Mr. B, if you would, please. Eat more ham, love more Psyduck. Turn it off. <gasps> hey. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Martin meeting all the Hollywood celebrities, and Woo! interviewing them, and uh, this uh, this is certainly no exception. This is a what's the whole title of the Lego two? I, I'm just been calling it Lego Movie Two. Lego Movie Two, the second part. The second part. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, it's funny because like I almost kind of don't remember it because it's been so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was a while ago. Wasn't it was it? like yes, yeah, it, it was quite a while. Well, let's uh, let's uh, start. All with, right. You want to start with uh, the. The creative team. Yeah, well, and that's this. Couple, this is a fun time. It's not on the audio, but it's uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Uh, you know, they just, they did um, Spider Verse. Yeah, and uh, and if you remember, uh, the Utah Film Critics Association awarded Spider Verse best uh, best movie. Oh, well, I imagine you were welcomed then. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I sat down. You know, they said, you know, here, this is Jimmy Martin from Salt Lake City, and uh, we kind of just you know, they, it's it's such an assembly line if you if you've ever seen these things, and they just say slate your name and you go. But when I shook their hands and they were done, they would go, oh, before you go, thanks for uh, the UFCA award. <laughs> I was like, you're welcome. You, you weren't my choice, but that's okay. <laughs> now, I haven't had a chance to, uh, to, to look at this interview yet, but uh, there are some people who are saying that the Spider-Verse movie is better because these guys were cut loose from Solo. 
Probably. I don't know if you probably didn't get around to talking about that. No, I mean, like, they had just won the Golden Globe, so mm-hmm. everybody was kind of talking oh, about that. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, they're they're great writers. They're, you know, I think they're good directors, so. I think so. Um, you know, would, would still have been better. Who knows? But uh, We'll see. Here we go. It's a pleasure meeting both you guys. You oh, too. nice to meet you uh, too. I absolutely adore your humor, and I'm curious who influenced your humor growing up. Oh, oh so many. That, a lot of people, I'd say Steve Martin, mm-hmm. The Simpsons, um, Mel Brooks. Yeah, Chuck Jones. My uh, dad. The Coens. <laughs> uh, you know, every, there's so many uh, people who, who we think are hilarious, and, and we've stolen from so many. Yeah. But, and Monty Python. Yep. Uh, mostly just things that were. Really smart and really dumb at the same time. <laughs> One of my favorite things was playing with Legos when I was growing up. I'm mm-hmm. curious, what was your favorite toy growing up? I had a lot of Lego, especially the classic le- the space ones. Oh, nice. So Benny is based on uh, on my favorite little blue yeah. spaceman with a cracked helmet that I had as a kid. <laughs> Me and, too. I was yeah. focused on those moon plates. Oh, they were the best. And trying to put as many of them together as yeah. possible. What is the biggest set you've ever made? I got I got those base plates all the way across. Oh yeah, the bedroom. A huge giant. Yeah, thing. I didn't put anything on them. I made a, <laughs> with a friend a, a castle on wheels called the Ultimate Juggernaut <laughs> that we used to drive around. And honestly, I feel like the people at Mortal Engines owe me money for something I invented <laughs> when and I was nine. There is a lawsuit coming very soon. The uh, time travel is brought in. This is one of my favorite things to yes. talk about. What yes. is your favorite time travel machine of all time? Oh, oh, the device. Which device is the best device? Wow. Well, I mean, the, I, I mean, like the Bill and Ted's. Like phone the phone booth. booth that's a. That's a. Yeah. That is a. Because it has George causing, Carlin. Associated yeah, that's a good with one it. to go. To and you can fix with. it with gum. And you can exactly. fix it with gum. <laughs> um, you know, I. You know, as a kid, I really wanted a DeLorean because uh, mm-hmm. those seemed really cool. Yeah. Um, but that seems like too obvious, right? I mean, the hot tub is, uh, is like now probably what I would like is to get to relax your muscles while you go through time. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you guys, so this has the corporation of live action and uh, animation, mm-hmm. and you guys have done both. Do you prefer one or the over, over the other? They're both just media, a uh, medium for telling stories. Yeah. Uh, and they're, you know, like people sometimes think of animation as a genre, but we really don't feel that way. You know, uh, it doesn't have to be. Uh, just for a targeted audience or just one style. There's any any type of story can be told through animation. And so, you know, we approach the movies, whether we're doing a weird Jump Street movie or we're doing, you know, a Spider-Man movie or we're doing this movie. Yeah. We're just trying to tell the best, funniest, most interesting story uh, and give it some, some heart and some feelings and have people leave feeling uh, better about themselves in the world. Right. The last question I like to ask everybody because it tells a lot about a person. Yeah. What is your go-to karaoke song? Oh wow! Ooh, Chris and I have a bit of a oh, routine. Yes, yes we do. Islands in the, the stream. F- that's right. <laughs> you can jump into it right now. We love want. to do a good duet, yeah. and, and the bit goes like this: that that I say, you know, like Chris is really the singer in the in the group, and I uh, just do my best to keep up with him. So when I sing, just make don't judge me. Just know that I'm just setting the table for Chris <laughs> to come in here and slam it home, and then I try to sing. As beautifully yeah. as possible. And then when I <laughs> come in, I go, <laughs> like a like and a then I just act or like kind. it's the most beautiful, like I'm crying. Uh, so that's our bit that we do. <laughs> Love it. <That's> so good. <laughs> Thank you very guys? much. That's how we do it. <laughs> Cheers, brother. Be good. All right. Yay. The Lord and Chris Miller. Where do we go next? Where do you want to go? I think I'm going to go to Stephanie 
I think it's Betrees. Betrees. I'm guessing what I'm guessing. She's she's on Brooklyn Nine Nine. And she's. I guess I better learn how to say her last name because she's uh, one of my new crushes. Yeah. She's great. And if you know, I can't remember her character's name on Brooklyn Nine Nine, which is weird because I just watched a bunch of episodes yeah. on a plane. <laughs> but um, she's tough. She's and tough and just kind of like you know an asshole. The gag is she doesn't smile or exactly. or show emotion. Yeah. She's just always she's stern. hardcore. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, just listen to her voice and the way she really talks. She is absolutely nothing she's like totally that. Totally charming. Here we go. Absolute pleasure meeting you. Nice to meet you too. Uh, I'm curious. This movie is so funny. I love your comedic style. Who inspired you growing up? Oh, Carol Burnett, 100. Oh, percent I used one. to watch her show. Um, I was allowed to stay up late and watch it. I used to tape it on VHS. She is one of my idols. I would also say um, Lucille Ball and I think Julie Louis Dreyfus. Well, that's a great one. Yeah. <laughs> when you when you got the script, what was the first thing that you connected to it? Uh, honestly, I mean, it's their writing style. Yeah. Their their irreverent, ridiculous writing style, and the <laughs> fact that I was such a huge fan of the first movie. Sure. Um, I love Chris and Phil. I think they're incredible artists I mean they just won a golden globe like they're they're amazing human beings so it was really more just I I will follow wherever you go and I would love to be a part of this when I was growing up Legos were actually one of my favorite toys yeah, I'm curious what yours was mine that yeah, was yours? Lego. Yeah. It was like a, a good hard split between uh, Lego and I had this Fisher Price tape recorder. Nice. Um, and I would carry it around and do like my own radio shows and stuff <laughs> on it. Um, so it was a good, this is actually a pretty good mesh of those two worlds. <laughs> what is the worst thing than uh, other than stepping on a Lego? Other than stepping on a Lego? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you can really. I've never been stabbed, but I imagine it's the same feeling of like, am I throwing up or pooping my pants? Am I dying right now? It's a similar feeling. I'm, I'm imagining. I mean, I'm imagining. <laughs> uh, Easter eggs are a huge part of this thing. I'm yeah. curious what your favorite one is. I haven't seen the final, final cut yet, so oh. I have yet to see. I've heard that maybe there's something at the end that I should be excited about. <laughs> um, but yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen the final, final, so I not be able to tell you yeah. that one yet. Is there a type of uh, character that you haven't played yet that you want to play? I would love to do like some really fabulous costume dramas. <laughs> I would, I, I, I think the world is like kind of ready to open up its idea of who is allowed to be in those type of films. Yeah. And I can't wait to sort of dip my toe into that world. The, the film talks about time travel a lot. Yeah. And I'm curious, what is your favorite time machine of all time? Oh, the DeLorean, for sure. It's the best The one. DeLorean is yeah. the most stylish. <laughs> and my favorite question to ask everybody, because I think it tells a lot about a person, Ooh. what is your go-to karaoke song? I mean, this is really a hard one, because I was going to say, like, any Credence Clearwater Revival song. That's a great but one. But some of them are questionable. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm gonna say it's probably in the Credence or uh, Garth Brooks territory. All right. Yeah. Perfect. Absolute pleasure meeting you. Nice to meet you, Thank too. You. Yes. Yeah. Love her. All right. Uh, let's see. What do you think? Will Arnett? Yeah. Tiffany Haddish? Will Arnett and Tiffany Haddish. And, and I'll be honest. I'm not a fan of Tiffany Haddish. I don't think she's funny. But... In interviews, she's pretty goddamn hilarious. I think she can be funny in the yeah. right uh, in the right uh, I part seen a, or you know. I haven't seen a movie where I found her funny, <laughs> but but I will be honest. In the interviews, she was being funny as shit because oh, yeah. just louder than hell and just like yelling at other because the rooms. I think we talked about this already, but the rooms were kind of open. I she, noticed that the rooms are noisy. Oh yeah, and that's the thing with Warner Brothers. They, they do these sets on this uh, corner of Hollywood Boulevard and Vine. I think yeah, and they construct them like they did the It House. They yeah. did they did a uh, Smallfoot there. And they just make these, it's noisy, yeah. you know? Like, when we, when we usually do it, we're in hotels. And even if you're just talking about, you know, kind of about this level like that, they'll mm-hmm. go, shh, 
like that because they don't want you, <laughs> your voice getting in the interviews, you know? Yeah. So I don't know why they do it, but, you know, it's yeah. their, their choice. All right. So here we go. Will Arnett, Tiffany Haddish. It's a pleasure meeting both of you. Uh, I'm curious, with your voice of Batman, who are you channeling when you do it? I'm channeling the Dark Knight. <laughs> no, not like K-N, like the Knight. Yeah. <laughs> like the Dark Knight. Like yeah. the darkness of night. Um, <laughs> think about all the various incarnations of Batman. I try to think about all the different stuff that he's gone through and always remember his story. Batman's parents were murdered in front of him. <laughs> On a place, this is a true story called Crime Alley. Obviously, don't go down Crime Alley Never. at night. <laughs> anyway, that's what I'm channeling. Yeah. For you as a new character, was it easier for you to come into the, to the franchise? Very easy. Uh, they asked me to do it, and I said, okay. <laughs> that's unbelievable. What a story. Right? Yeah, what a story. And it's the way you tell it. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, having so much fun. Why, did I, why haven't I known you already for years? A lot of people say that. <laughs> for both of you, who, who inspired your comedy growing up? Roger Rabbit for me. And then, then it was like Richard Pryor, Carol Burnett, yeah. Miles Mabley, my grandma. For you. I would say like, the, the people that I sort of looked up to, I love Carol Burnett as well. Um, and a lot of those kind of silly sketch comic, you know, from that era, um, way before my time. Yeah. Um, and I grew up in, I'm a YouTuber. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I also, you know, for me, the person who was like the pinnacle of sort of really dry, great, quick wit was Letterman, David Letterman. Oh, yeah. And he was a guy that I watched so much growing up, and it was such a thrill to be able to go on his show before, you know, uh, while he had the show. And you know, he's coming to my house to garden. <laughs> is that true? That is true. You should come over. <laughs> I'm there. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm going to drive him around the hood. Are you going <laughs> to film it? I'm thinking about it. And my last question is, uh, I like to tell, ask everybody because it tells a lot about a person. What is your go-to karaoke song? Oh, uh, Proud Mary for me. Ooh, good one. Do you do the dance too? Yes, I do. Nice. Full performance <laughs> all the time. Stand by your men, Patsy Klein. Ooh, good one. Yeah. Absolute pleasure meeting you guys. You too. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, now to the big guns. Yep. Speaking um, of guns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Elizabeth Banks and Crisp Rat. Yeah. When I walked in, because you know, the first time I met him with Guardians, they said, you know, Jimmy Martin KSL. He goes, oh, I buy all my guns off KSL. <laughs> so, so when I walked in this time, I said, uh, before they started rolling, I said, uh, you know, Jimmy Martin KSL. And I go, you still buying your guns off KSL? And he's like, oh, I haven't bought a gun in a long time. So, <laughs> but he still likes his guns. Well, would Jesus want him to have a gun? No, all right, listen, we won't get into that. <laughs> Let's, here we go. Elizabeth Banks and Chris Bratt. It's a pleasure seeing both of you again. Likewise. Uh, I think I've spoken both with you where you've played heroes and villains. I'm curious, which one do you prefer more? Ooh, I don't prefer either. You know what I really love? My favorite thing to do is falling in love. Oh. That's my favorite thing to do. That's nice. Mm -hmm. That's nice. I find it's very rare. I think the process of uh, do of working, it's kind of the same, six and one, half dozen the other, but audience reception yeah. and how you are adored or hated yeah. afterward <laughs> is uh, much different. Yeah. And so I think probably hero, because yeah. then people look at you and they're like, they treat you like you're mm -hmm. actually a hero. Like people for a while thought that I saved the universe with a dance-off after <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And I was like, I guess I did. And so I prefer to be a hero. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to write into my contract that I only do really likable things in movies. 
I mean, play, playing a likable uh, baddie, though, is yeah. pretty, I mean, pretty bad. If you were yeah. Darth Vader, like, it'd be pretty cool. <laughs> it's true. No one goes to James Earl Jones and is like, I can't believe uh, you would kill your own me. kid. Yeah. <laughs> sucks. Like, can't you're believe the you greatest that. villain of all time. Yeah, right. Yeah. Is there anything worse than stepping on a Lego? Yeah, there's worse things than stepping on a Lego. I mean, there's some I can think of a few. Like what? <laughs> I mean, just words I don't even like saying. <laughs> yeah. They end inside. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, climate change worse, I feel right. like. Right. Yeah. That yeah. would be worse. Um, um, get, uh, stepping on two Legos Ooh. at the oh, same that's time. Worse. Two times worse. as bad. Yeah. Stepping on three Legos. It's happened. Both feet. Oh. Ooh horrible at night when you can't see where you're going stop and so you're like blind then then you're falling to a wall legos don't hurt my feet though you have very callous feet i have feet like barney rubble <laughs> like i stop my car with my feet they're gross they have i think it's mold i can't reach them i'm not flexible enough to clip my toenails or wash them and so they've got like a layer of skin they're like two catcher's mitts Oh, They're nice. really sexy. <laughs> They're really gross. Growing up, I used to love playing with Legos. I'm curious, what was your favorite toy playing with growing up? Uh, BB gun. Ooh. My favorite toy growing up wasn't that. Oh, you know what I loved? My cousin had a, um, what's the three-wheel thing that you ride with your feet? A tricycle. No, the, the ones uh, that, uh, the wheels? Hot Wheel no, thing. No, uh, what were Power Wheels. Called? Yeah, power wheels. like a big power wheel. With the, with the brake, you yeah, can switch? Yeah, and you, oh, you spin big around. Wheel. We big, big, wheel. Wheels. <laughs> big wheels, big wheels, big wheels, big wheels. That big was wheels. mine. Let's yeah. go. That, that only took us five minutes. The last question I have is, I, I asked you this before, and I don't think I ever got your answer before. What did your go-to karaoke song? Because last time you said Whitney Houston. Oh, oh, yeah. Laura Branigan's Gloria. Wow. Gloria, Gloria. That's, wow. that's a good song. That's mm -hmm. really good. Has yours changed? Those, uh, you know, I really like, um, I'm in the, you know, I like country now. So yeah. my voice is a little gravelier now that I'm a grown, hardcore man. <laughs> and so I do country sometimes. <laughs> How's it pleasure seeing you guys again? Uh, bye. Thank you so much. Buddy, good seeing you. Yeah, man. Well, he did mention guns. He, he did. He managed to get a gun reference in, didn't <laughs> he, he? He squeezed one in. <laughs> <laughs> All so right. There you have it. Uh, Lego Movie 2, the second part. Yep. Killing it in theaters as of this recording. Number one at the box office. Yeah. So doing very well. Can't wait to see it. There you go.